and welcome to the one one. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 139, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Spring has sprung. It's uh, September 1, up and about here at the one one, your WA Racing podcast. I'm alongside Terry Layton, the Perth Racing Guru. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. A bit of rhyming to start this show. Yeah. September's sprung. Yeah. Uh, what was your next one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with a, a tipster who's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. Hardly. Uh, uh, footy finals and are you know on. What, you know what there is out today? What's that? Plenty of sun. Yes, yeah, plenty of sun, exactly. Guns out, sun's out when the guru's around punters. Yeah. Um, Guns <laughs> No one knows that. Theory, man. Uh, footy finals are on. Yeah, footy's back. Footy's here again. Yeah. Yeah. Just see that during the week, I was pretty excited. They did their greatest moment in the AFL history. And voted on Twitter and like did like a knockout tournament. Oh, really? All I the didn't way see down. That. Yeah, number one was um, well, number two runner up. I'm pretty sure was Leo Barry's mark in the uh, good, final good, against good. the budgies. Yeah, and uh, number one was Brett Kirk's um, opening. Are you <laughs> serious? Was yeah. that number one? I think one? it was. Set up. <laughs> I think it was set up for that little win. But for me, that's easily the best moment in AFL football. That's so great. That's. Tremendous stuff. I can watch that over and over. Again. Just, <laughs> How good is it? It's just incredible. And yeah. it's the best part is when you realize he's serious, I think. Yeah, so, he's dingo, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're going to connect with our hearts. <laughs> yeah, we're going to connect with our hearts <laughs> and our minds. <laughs> our minds. <laughs> yeah, what a legend, oh, Kirky. Brett. Um, mate, how, uh, how have you been? Yeah, not bad. Just taking it one race at a time. How have you been? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I, um, how yeah. many races? You're taking it at a time. Oh, just one, just one, yeah, <laughs> just, just the standard, yeah, just, just the standard. standard. That's fair enough. Uh, now, l- last last Saturday was uh, fell into a uh, saloon bar funk there yeah. for a, for a moment, and um, went back and watched that trial. Like, it did hit that little not in the in the trial. You saw it see a little rev up. It's just that race day pressure, isn't it? Yeah. So, I think do you know yeah. what? I, do you know what I end up backing that race? Because you know I'm all about prices. Yeah. Um, Baby Paris, both of them never got to it. And I was like, well, Centauri, got to 40s. Big. So I was like, well, I was $13, $15 Centauri. So I thought, this is going to be me a little bit each way. I got a bit excited at the 50. Yeah. But it was grinding its way there. I would have loved to have seen um, uh, Liz Strempel scratch Divine Judgment. I think that would have that would have been handy. But, That's, uh, it's just so funny that we uh, we had a bit of a luncheon on uh, on Friday with mm. a few of the lads and we all discussed it then as well. And mm. we saw it was nommed and everyone got a bit excited that wanted to be on Saloon Bar, Tommy J. In the crowd, and um, it's just so funny. We discussed it, and there was every chance that it was just never going to be part of the race. Like it would just drop out, or it would just well, find the fans. You couldn't predict it. And, it, did and what just it the did. fact we've discussed this four hundred <laughs> to one pop, and it's uh, it, it's put on the performance it did and affected the way it did. In saying that, I just think Saloon Bar probably lacked that little bit of maturity. Um, but I I dare say, wherever she goes next, so we are pretty keen. Hey. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I think you're, hey. uh, I think you might be right there. So last few, so that was, was uh, so that was a bit, um, bit of a tough start to the day, mm. but it's chipped away. So this is this was my day, right? Just so it was noble born. Oh, you got the trumpet out, are you? No, no, no. Okay. This, this is just the, the the rise and fall of a. Well, of there's a day no point the in pun. doing these podcasts anyway because last week, if you led, you won, didn't you? Yeah. What a like what a what an ordinary deck. Interesting drift, Noble Bourne, considering that pattern was already evident by that stage of the yeah, day. Yeah. My Fury money. Right. So, zero consequence was another. It was fours to nines. Noble Bourne was probably four to 550, but that's just more noticeable in the fact that it was playing that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had something on Noble Bourne. Noble Bourne. I had something on Buster Bash. And the uh, Buster Bash, again, we're, we're doing this thing, it'd be a good four. Yeah. Ends up as a wearing soft six. So, I'm sitting there going, well, Buster Bash is probably the bet. Mr. The money Price was, and money back was to fucking, big, yeah. back, oh, oops, back to Western for Miracle. 
It's always the way. Isn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, Buster Bash is your winner, but this is the value. So. Found Benji's, which was an incredible mid race move by uh, mm. our man Stevie Palmer. <laughs> yeah. That was another wild drift, wasn't it? Yeah. Ginger Baker jumped about too thin. Uh, yeah. Very thin. Yeah, very thin. And then um, had something on Resort Men. I'm thinking, gee whiz, I'm going to actually make something of this day. Mm. And then uh, then piled into Regal Magic and uh, oh. yeah, that was uh, that was the tail of the tape. So yeah. just, you know, when you, you think, oh, hang on, there's light at the end of the tunnel here. We're, we're going to, it's going to be okay. And it was and the, uh, <laughs> it's Regal Magic just shows you how fickle racing can be because yeah. that lane was probably neg three lengths or four lengths out there in the middle and we drew inside of Vane Tempest mm. and Vane Tempest got the inside run and we had to go Lucy wrote it fine I'm not, not blaming Lucy in the slightest but it was, we, we it was just to, when that uh, Paul Harvey on Corrigina or just yep. dropped in on her and yep. took a spot exactly yeah. right and we had to pop out three four wide and move into it from there and all day session if that draws wider and, and we've got barrier one <laughs> yeah. or whatever then next thing you know we're on the fence and I'm pretty confident it wins comfortably so yeah. you know what they say that's racing. That is racing. So it's just it was just a real snapshot into the uh, the emotions that uh, emotional roller coaster that is the uh, the John Hunt. So mm. um, yeah, we had there was a few West Australian representatives over at Caulfield. Tough day. Big, big day of racing at Caulfield, wasn't it? It was great just to sit down and watch. They they, they struggled. Yeah, yeah. Red can were better for the run. West Red can, I don't think. I thought that was probably one of the better runs. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see either just lead or just hand up. If you don't, you don't win races. He was sort of red half and redlining half. the whole way. Yeah, yeah, you just don't win races half and half. I think that's. I think he was. To, I think to, him to, go, and, to still be there at the nine hundred, I thought was pretty good. Him and Mark Zara um, were. Uh, I think they were expecting the Lindsay Smith horse in the boat yeah. to come across and and rail, and it's ended up not doing that. So. Through, through a bit of a spanner in the works. thought Western Empire was a bit plain. Yeah, um, I'm always wary when they're ridden forward to find a spot. Everyone goes straight away, oh, is it, but has that dented the turn of foot? The only thing I'll say is it looks to get there pretty comfortably and under its own steam and he seemed to settle pretty well. But just that lacked, was lacked that a was bit of uh, explosiveness that we usually see yeah. from him. And I thought Kisson was good moving forward into a campaign. Kisson off for check. She'll be, uh, yeah. Yeah, she'll, it, she'll be up. She'll be ready to go second up. I was up underwhelmed 14. by every single one of them. Mm. I thought Chris Parnham gave it a 10 out of 10. It went well. Went yeah. fine. You know, it went fine. Very happy if you're the stable moving forward. Mm. But yeah, I was a bit disappointed with all of ours, which is, mm. yeah. Usually we go over there with lower. Oh, maybe not lower expectations, but I think we expected three or four of them to sort of I think, get the job done on I think uh, sometimes on those, those, like it didn't look like a rain-affected track. Look, they, they, they had a soft six and we had a soft six yeah. and it was just chalk and cheese, right? So, but it, there was obviously certain places that you really needed to be in at certain stages of the day. So I think Red Cam Man was a bit of a victim of that and I think Kissing All Four Cheeks was a touch of that as well in terms of the the winner in the second horse in that race with three wide line moving into the race with momentum. Yeah. So anyway. Um, you reckon they need the, to get Belmont over East for better quality group ones? <laughs> well, you no, you're saying? I, just, I just think that um, that's what happens when like, Caulfield – they don't race on it anywhere near as much as they race on Belmont, so it's just the visual, the visualness of it. Um, and then the, to uh, to keep the uh, the East Coast theme uh, rolling for this Saturday, we've got Midnight Blue and Inspirational Girl are in action mm -hmm. uh, at uh, Mooney Valley on Saturday. That's Fian Stakes, and she's a belter. Is uh, is making um, her return to racing in Sydney. Little six horse field for. Um for inspirational girl, isn't it? Mm. It's always a nice way to come back.
Yeah, so she's a belt is resuming in the Furious, which is race six at uh, Royal Randwick on uh, on Saturday. So mm. uh, W Pike in the Spider. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's all sort of heating heating up, and we've got the Jolly Beggar Stakes. Uh, this Saturday is the feature at Belmont, but uh, Goldfields Racing up and about with the Coolgardie Cup on Sunday. Terry? Yeah, it's all over the Coolgardie Cup as well. So oh, I can't say there's no odds out yet. I'm protective, but it's yeah, it's fairly obvious. I think yeah, you see so the you, race for about eight seconds. It's already figure won. It out. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> one yellow colours, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, isn't that what Evelina's in? Uh, we should also mention the, oh, yeah. the 1 1 podcast, Silk. Colors, they're back. Who are you? Bear Nick Carapalotti, our friend, is <laughs> utilizing as his second set, but uh, very fittingly, um, it's a horse owned by a few of us, yeah. Um, which we've got Clint Johnston Porter on, yeah. Luckily, one of our owners is Adam McGrath, that, yep. uh, that helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you'll see the the 1 1 podcast silks. Uh, we're still yet to get our first victory after New Had was close. A difficult watch, multiple agonizing, agonizing, yes, yes. I use the word agonizingly. Actually, recently, um, that's absolutely horrible story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the one one podcast still so we'll go around on, uh, yeah, yeah. on, uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, very good. Can't wait to see the one one silks in action. And if Adam hadn't have been able to book CJP, he might have had to leave the WhatsApp chat. I think. So yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would have been a few lads on the plane to America. If that's where he still is. So <laughs> hunting him down. Man of mystery, Adam McGrath, international man of mystery. Um, so yeah, Evelina will be flying the flag for the one-one on uh, on Sunday at Kalgoorlie. So there's a bit of racing to get through. Only the eight races coming uh, to us uh, at Belmont on Sunday. So we'll get moving on the preview shortly. Uh, just another thing, we've got our. Round one of the WA Racing Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament, sponsored by our friends up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Who, who we got? Who's, who's first cab off the rank? Round one is- Who are our uh, two moguls? <coughs> Michael Heaton. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's taking on Mark Holmes. Mm. So it's a it's a blockbuster to kick it off. And then week two, am I going to read out the whole thing now? Yeah, I haven't, now I, time I, I haven't got the matchups just yet. Who have we got? Who's week two? I sent them through to you. You, you, was what, you were still waiting to confirm. Yeah, yeah. and I, they haven't actually confirmed yet. So I'm still waiting on Julio Santorelli's confirmation. But tell you what, if I name him now, yeah. he's choiceless. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we've got Jay Rooney and yeah. Julio yeah. Santorelli. Uh, if Santa is a late out, um, there's a few emergencies that were stiff. Riley Morgan and even Pete Anthonitz and um, Ernie Wes. Tim Walker. There was many names that we could have gone to. So a lot, lot of people have been unlucky that we had to Digby. knock it. We had to knock Digby. We had to knock it down to eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, you had to be a real mogul though to get a berth, didn't you? You certainly yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, you certainly did. And a part of me wanted to leave Rooney out because yeah. he's been so dominant, and he's I don't know. He just. But I think we need that fear factor in there. We need that big sort of Geelong power forward that we need to topple, you know? Yeah, Jaws. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly right. And then we move on to week three. It will be Brittany Taylor mm-hmm. versus our international guest, Adam McGrath. That's what I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, before the final round of uh, week one matchups. Um, is, yeah, so it's knockout every single yeah. week. And our final round is uh, Lockie Taylor versus Scotty Embry. Wow, good. Yeah. Okay. Blockbuster after blockbuster, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Tell you what. So I'll get a market up. We'll let today play out. Um, and I'll get a market up for the remaining seven during the week. Heaton v. Olmos. Heaton v. Olmos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All the right. race five today. All right. So um, we're going to have a chat to- uh, The truck? Yeah. Mac mm-hmm. Hall. Went yeah. around last week, didn't he? <laughs> well, Down Luciana Callis? Yeah. Mac Mac? Yeah, Mac Mac. Yeah, Mac. Actually, Mac-Mac. I think I left here last 
uh, Thursday and you were mentioning, was it? Miss Rona? Oh, fuck Miss Rona. Miss Rona? Fuck that bro. Trained by Mac that, Hall. That absolutely broke my heart, right? And how is it yesterday? Because I've been beating me Tiger Move. It's taken 400 starts for Tiger Move to win a race, and then it wins two in a row. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh, I, I backed, you know, I backed Miss Rona. It won, Rona it won good, actually, yesterday, I thought. Tiger One Move. super, and yeah. it fell in over Miss Rona yeah. seven days ago. So, so yeah, so Mac Hall is a, uh, is a, uh, is a rookie thoroughbred horse trainer with a, with a great story, and uh, we thought after he uh, settled up his very first winner a couple of weeks ago at Belmont there, Gin and Swanick, that we uh, better get Mac uh, on the 1-1, just have a chat to him and uh, get to know him a little bit better. So uh, hopefully you guys, our listeners out there, all enjoy our interview with uh, young man, Mac Hall. We're lucky to catch him because he's a busy man. He's at Northern Racecourse already for, for today's race, working the swab box. He's a man of many talents, but let's welcome in to the 1-1 for his uh, for his debut. It's Mac Hall. G'day, Mac. Hey, DJ. How are you going? Um, well, you, you're working the swab box at Northern today. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Got to make a dollar. <laughs> yeah, Very good. Speaking of making a dollar, the reason why we wanted to have a quick chat to you is uh, you've got off to the best possible start as a uh, as a thoroughbred horse trainer with your uh, Gin and Swanick, your first, uh, I think it was your first horse um, and your fourth horse, uh, the fourth runner, I think, that you settled up, um, fifth runner you settled up maybe, was, uh, was a winner at Belmont on uh, the 17th of August. Mate, how did you do it? What are you? You're 20, 22 years old, and you've uh, you've already got your trainer's license. Um, what's happening? Um, I'm actually twenty years old. Um, I sort of got that one a little bit wrong, but um, yeah, I'd probably want to make it look a bit better. As a young fellow like me. Um, <laughs> I was reading. Uh, I was reading uh, Julio's story. It says you're twenty two. Uh, yeah, no, I'm only twenty. I probably <laughs> only just turned 20, 20 as well. But um, very good. Um, Even better. Yeah, no, I, I bought Kin and Swanick online. Uh, at an online sale and um, yeah, just thinking that I might be able to take him around the bush somewhere and pick up a check with him but um, sort of the more and more I learn about him, the, the more I thought he might be able to um, do a bit more than just pick up a check. He's, he's, he's quite a handy sort of galloper. So yeah, so, good. so what did you pay for Gin and Swanick? Uh, Fifteen hundred dollars I paid for him. Wow. Okay. So you've you've grabbed yeah. you've grabbed him. Um, how did you end up in in Kalgoorlie for its first start in a race? For you, for um, well, for you, right? I, I made a bit of a blue there. Probably wasn't the right idea to go to Kalgoorlie with him. His joints <laughs> are a bit, a bit dodgy and um, yeah. pulled up a bit rough after that race. But I thought it was a good kickoff point for him. Um, you know, we're sort of field up there, but um, yeah, that's that's how I eventually, that's how I really got him, got him going. Yeah, just took him to Cal. Then uh, a few days later, you settled up Alma Talk at Northam, and then it was Gin and Swanick again at uh, at Northam. Um, yep. Uh, not a bad run, actually, behind yeah, zero yeah. consequences. Yeah, he had a few traffic issues that day, and Chris came back in and said um, it, was, it was a run that was full of merit. So, um, yeah, I got, got a bit of confidence from that. Very good. So you've eventually made your way to Belmont on the uh, 17th of August, a heavy eight. Um 2,200 metres as well, so you're stepping up in distance with Gin and Swanick. What, what was the thoughts on the day? Because it was an interesting interesting occasion because the horse was uh, officially $11 into $6 and, and won, uh, won accordingly. The money was spot on there. But what, what an occasion for you and your family and uh, what a start to your career. Yeah, it was, it was, I couldn't have asked for a better start really. Um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect the horse to win. I thought he'd run a good race, but um, for him to... To win and, and win like he did, it was um yeah it was pretty special and and yeah it's a great start to my career. Did you have a bet? 
Oh, I had a little one, no, nothing significant, but uh, yeah, I was sort of just more hoping than than, than knowing he'd win. Yeah, tremendous, mate. Like thoroughbred training is is uh, is a is a tough caper, and people, a lot of people, it's their life's work. But you've already you've, you've I guess you've dived in the deep end, really. Twenty years old, uh, you've already got your trainer's license out, so learning on the fly, obviously. But uh, how did you get to where you are today? How did you, what's your I guess what's your uh, origin story in thoroughbred horse racing? Um, well, I've always been around horses like my whole life, as in like just horses in general, not not sort of race horses. But um, what uh, what horse are you talking about? That like camp drafting and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, camp drafting. Yeah, yep. I was a big big camp drafting man. Um, I always went to the camp drafts with dad and mum, and um, yeah, we had a bit of success as a kid, and started when I was about eight, and still doing it now today, actually. But um, yeah, no, I got into the races when I was about fifteen, and um, Toddy Harvey. Um, picked me up from Guildford, Guildford Grammar School, doing a bit of work placement and that sort of thing. And I wanted to work in a stable, and um, yeah, sort of worked on and off with him for four years, and uh, learned everything I know sort of at, at their stables. So um, yeah, I had a good start working with Todd and Robbie in Ascot. Yeah. yeah, okay. So do you say you're at Guildford Grammar? Yeah, I was at Guildford Grammar at, a, at boarding school. Yeah. Okay, so you boarded there. Very good. So where's your hometown, Northern? Northern, yeah, I live in Northern, just only minutes from the racecourse. Right. Yeah. Okay. How did the association with the, the Harveys come about? Was that just through the school, or was that just by chance, or did you have a connection there? There's a bit of a story there. Yeah. I actually, when I was 15, I started running a, a, a racing analysis page on Instagram. Right. Giving out tips. Giving out tips. Yeah. yeah. Called the racing analyst, and um, yeah, Todd's partner Brittany actually messaged me one day saying, "Oh, I think I know who you are," and and I said, "Oh, I bet you don't." And she guessed someone. It was complete. <laughs> It was completely wrong, but um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, then I told her who I was, and um, Todd, Todd got in touch with me and wanted me to sort of run his um, his page because he was impressed with my the way I ran mine. And yep. um, eventually, yeah, uh, went and met with Todd and um, said that I wanted to start doing some more practical work too, you know, in the stables and that, and going to track work and those sorts of things. And yeah, he took me under his wing and, and really gave me a good start. That was it. So where? So you you grew up in the the camp drafting world. Where did the thoroughbred? When the bug get you? I mean, what inspired you to start your Instagram page? Uh, I was always a racing follower. Yeah, yeah. Since yeah, oh, I, since I can remember, really, I've always watched the races. You know, Dad had the races on TV and that, and I just always follow it and do the form and every race and um, always go to Northern races and that. And um, yeah, no, I caught the bug very early. Um, and yeah, I'm still still loving it. So yeah, yeah I think it's I think it's my life now. Very good, very good. So, did you find many winners on the uh, on your tipping service? <laughs> um, I'd like to think I went okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I was only, only a kid and um, sort of trying to do my best. But um, yeah, I actually I got some offers, you know, like to run a sort of pay service. Yeah, um, that was. Um, Sort of later on, you've taken the you've taken the harder path, I think, mate. Early early mornings and and working with five hundred kilo animals every day. So, hey, yeah, exactly. What did you? What was your first impressions of of um, working in a thoroughbred racing stable? Like when you went in there, was it was it more of a shock thing, or did or did the penny sort of just drop that this is where you where you really wanted to be? I mean, you're at Guildford Grammar. I imagine you were studying, probably thinking like uni was an option, but all of a sudden you're you're in a racing stable, and um, it's hard not to get swept up in it all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sort of caught me on the hop a little bit. Um, I was sort of thinking, uh, I was a bit, I was a bit intimidated to start with, to be honest. When I first came to the track in the mornings and those sort of things, it was a bit, 
um, daunting for me. There's, there's plenty happening. You know, it's all going on, and you got to get horses ready and washed, and and it's yeah, it's 100 mile an hour for those few hours while you're at track work. But um, yeah, eventually I started getting into the swing of it and and really enjoying it, and uh, look forward to getting up early in the morning. So yeah, sort of confirmed that that was what I wanted to do. Um, were you riding thoroughbreds straight away, or did you have to sort of build up to that? Oh, I built up to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of. I, I'd always ridden horses at home, and I'd rode a lot of thoroughbreds at home and that. From you know, mum and dad had raced a few horses and that sort of thing. But when they when they're on spell, I used to ride them and that. But I never actually really rode track work properly until I started working for Jared Noski, um, which was only sort of yeah, eighteen months ago, two, two years ago. Yeah, right. Okay. So um, so yeah, no. Just since then, I've I've been riding my own track work and um, fast work and everything, and and yeah, it's 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 going good for sure. I mean, development's been been fast tracked, absolutely. But I mean, as a young guy, as I said, you you're at school. I imagine you're studying. Um, I imagine your parents sending you to private school. There there was plans in place or, or ideas <laughs> anyway, and and um, like I, I think you had a sporting career as well, playing footy. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you have to give up a lot if you want to p- pursue this this life yeah absolutely I, I had to make some sacrifices um the school part of it wasn't too hard to sacrifice i was yep. never really a real um a school person i didn't really like it and and i just well, i was grateful to go to guildford grammar and um mum and dad gave me the best possible start but my dad went to guildford too and he ended up being a farrier so um <laughs> i knew i knew i wasn't going to let the let them let the team down if i if i went that way so <laughs> Very yeah. good. What what's happened to your footy career? Is it on hold, or you, you have you hung up the boots? What's going on there? Because you, you were playing a bit of Colts footy for Perth. Yeah, I was. Um, things are looking good, sort of as a junior. Um, got some got some good um, sort of contacts and that, and um, around the state footy program and that one in sixteens and that sort of stuff. Um, I was around the scene, but never really got a good crack at it through a few injuries and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, now I'm sort of just back playing local footy for. For um, Northern for the railways and and um, yeah, loving it, loving, loving every minute. So it's just good fun playing some country footy. Yeah, outstanding, outstanding. The old um, uh, North, Northern Railways and Federals, uh, the old uh, grudge matches there. Um, yeah, yeah, no, good stuff. So in the hometown playing footy. So you've done work with uh, the Harvey Harvey Racing Stables. You did some you did some riding. With Jared, um, what was that like? Did you did you have a, a nasty fall not that long ago? Is, is that right? I did actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it was not. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I was doing a jump out for um one, on one of Tiana Robinsons, and um, yeah, it sort of it, it. We did a lap before we went in the barriers, and I thought, oh, this thing's like it's bucking a little bit. Anyway, we kept going, and then um, went in the gates, and it jumped out fine. And, Sort of 150 hour. I don't really remember much after that. Just buried me on its head, on my head, and um, yeah, sort of went to hospital straight away and took a little while to get over it. But back now, and um, yeah, better than ever. Right. Okay. So you, so you, at the moment, just let the listeners know what what, what have you got in your um, in your arsenal? You got you got Gin and Swanick and uh, Miss Rona, who almost uh, who almost knocked off Tiger Move at um, at Northern. Last Thursday, yeah. what? How many horses you got kicking around? I've got four in work properly at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've retired Alma Talk. She's she's gone. Yeah. Um, she didn't really show much. And I've got Dennis Swanning. He's probably the stable star at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I've obviously just picked up Miss Rona. Um, she nearly yeah nearly got the chocolates the other day, but 
um, I was disappointed because Jim Swanick was meant to race yesterday, and um, he was, you know, Tiger Move obviously won that race, and and Miss Rona ran him to a short half head. I would have thought Jim Swanick's a much better horse than Miss Rona. So anyway, I had to pull him out. He had a little issue, but he'll be back next week. Well, I mean, you um, did well with uh, with Miss Rona. I mean, that was uh, what was that your f- first start for you? A mile to to twenty two hundred? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that was my fir- that was my first start with her, and I only paid sort of two and a half grand for her. So, um, yeah, these cheapies are sort of serving me well at the moment. Um, and then I've got I've just picked up a horse called Pure Dynamite of Neville. Oh yes, yeah, that was an online um, sale as well, I think, wasn't it? Yep, yeah, yeah, bought him online. Um, I've just got him back. It's been there a week now, just freshening him up, and I'll target that two J meeting that's been transferred to Belmont yep. in a month. And then I've also got a nice little project in the background uh, called Rommel's Return. Okay. Who um, is uh, he's a four year old, but he's had a couple of trials and a bit of a barrier rogue. So we've got um, a bit of got a handful there, but I think he's got enough ability to um, persevere with. So for any anyone who wants to become a, a trainer, how do you how do you do it these days, Mac? Um, I imagine there has to be some sort of um, upskilled element to it where you've had to have worked and have the have the knowledge base. But uh, what else has to come together for you to get that to get passed by the stewards? I guess. Um, well, yeah, you do obviously have to have that. Um, experience in the racing industry not just sort of with horses you've got to be uh, you've got to have experience like specifically with trainers and those sort of things and um, you've got to have a certain amount of references you know people that tick off on you and say that you're right to um, um, yeah sort of you handle horses and um, manage them and everything and um, then you've got to go and have an interview with the stewards and um, once that's sorted then you you're um, yeah they tick off on you and you you sort of get your license but uh, for the first 12 months I've just got an owner trainer license so mm-hmm. I'm restricted to sort of five horses in work um, but in 12 months time I'll be able to take some paid horses so um, that would be more that would be more what I'm looking to do and um, end up slowing down on the breakers that are paying the bills so what was the moment when you when you decided that you just didn't want to be a, a worker you didn't want to be a breaker just you wanted to train what was the moment where you decided that this is what I'm going to do I always knew I wanted to train, but it was just a, a specific moment. Was probably uh, working for Jared Nosky, and then he was moving to the farm. Obviously, he just bought a property at Pinjara, mm-hmm. and uh, I was sort of like either go there with him or go home or work for another uh, stable in Ascot. Um, and I'd already bought a couple of horses, and I thought we we're either going to race them with Jared or or try and race them in my own name. And I thought, why don't I go home and train from home? And and that's where the business sort of built up. So yeah. I just did it myself. So you're training from what's at the family property, is it, in Northern? Yeah, yeah, the family property in Northern. Um, there's 30 acres out there, got a track and um, some yards and boxes. and uh, Yeah, it's good. It's a good environment for the horses. It's a bloody tough gig, the thoroughbred horse training. So what, what's the biggest thing you've learned at this very short stage of your career thus far? Um, the biggest thing I've probably learned from training horses is that um, you've got to deal with um, some some lows, um, <laughs> uh, some, some real disappointing disappointing moments in racing. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously with Alma Talk, I took her to Kalgoorlie one day, and um, not that I was confident she'd run a good race. I thought she'd improve, and um, I took her up, and that was the only runner I had. So obviously driving five hundred k's, and she was scratching the barriers. So all the way back to Northern uh, was a pretty pretty sombre drive home, but. Yeah. Um, that those sort of things, and then obviously Jim Swanick coming out last week as a dollar nine favourite or whatever he was, but um, 
yeah, it's a bit disappointing, but you, you, you celebrate the highs more when um, you cop that sort of stuff. Well, that's the so, thing. Yeah. That's the thing about racing that sucks you in, though, isn't it? It's that it's that that winner um, that we are all searching for, and then uh, you were lucky enough to experience that on the um, on the seventeenth of August out there at Belmont. So, who's sort of behind you with the with the training operation? Is is it you got the backing of your your mum and your dad? Is there any anyone else who's who's sort of assisting you chasing your dreams? Um, yeah, mum and dad are a massive help. My uh, dad's doers and always a barrier, and mum looks after the place if I'm ever not there, and um, looks after the horses, feeds them, and that. But um, probably just the support from other trainers is huge. You know, I, I can go to Todd whenever I want, ask questions, what should I do with this horse, or you know, what 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 sort of um, what sort of things to do with like training wise, and what sort of work to use. And um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's good. I've got a lot of support from sort of everyone in the industry. So. Did anyone yeah, did anyone try to silk you out of it? Uh, nearly everyone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially Todd actually. He was a he was a big um yeah, he was pushing real hard for me to sort of just play footy and not worry about um not worry about training horses, but anyway. Uh, here I am. <laughs> Giving it a go. Yeah. So you, yeah. you touched on it just before, you've got to have your owner trainers for, for twelve months. So when when did you get your license? No, I got it in June, in June. At the end of June. Okay, so yep. next next June you'll be able to take take paid up horses um, uh, as a I guess as a with a permit to train. So are you just going to keep chipping away at at the tried horses and seeing if you can um, seeing what you can learn along the way with those horses and and when the twelve months is up you'll be looking to I guess just to try, just to expand. Like what's the what's the short term future look like? Yeah, well, the plan is to chip away for the first 12 months with these tried horses, keep turning them over and try and improve them. And then, um, yeah, obviously this next set of sales, I'm probably going to go and have a look at a couple and um, try and target a couple of a cheaper horses that I can get and try and syndicate um, so that when they're uh, ready to get my license, you know, I've got some people lined up that want to go in and I'm just waiting. It's just a waiting game now. Yeah. Yeah, excellent, Mac. It's it's great to have young people wanting to get involved and – and try their luck with the with that sort of with the thoroughbred horse training. It's it's a, as we've spoken about. It's a challenging environment, and um, it's a lot of lot of responsibility. So for you to be diving in there and, and having a go is very very admirable. And obviously you're doing a doing a very good job. But I just wanted to touch one more time just on the the Gin and Swanick experience. As a person, you've done all the work on that horse. You've bought it. You've done all the work on it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a one-man show in a, in a lot of ways. What's that winning feeling like? Can you describe it? Oh, it was pretty surreal. You know, when, he, when he hit the front and, and kicked away, it, yeah, it, it took a lot of thinking, to be honest. I, I, I couldn't really believe it until we sort of driving home from the races. Um, well, yeah, it just happened so quickly. It must be a different feeling. Like we're all back to winner. <laughs> we've all yeah, back to winner, yeah. hopefully, and, we, and some of us have been lucky enough to own winners and those sorts of things. But um, to actually train your very first winner and for it to be so recent, it just must be super special. Yeah, it was. It was really special. And um, to, to pick up that horse and sort of read his previous form and, and sort of be able to not turn him around but, um, you know, getting back to sort of where he's sort of his best is um, pretty pretty special for me and um yeah to have luke campbell on top of it too you know a young bloke just like myself trying to make his way and yeah it was pretty awesome yeah, excellent mac hey mac i know you're uh you're on duty there at northern in the swap box and it's a lot going on uh mate thanks for giving up your time to having a chat with us here at the one one don't be a stranger hopefully uh we'll get you back on soon and uh what's your what's your racing knowledge like uh not too bad i'd love to go on one of those mastermind um 
challenges that you got going. I, I, I listen to them all the time. So yeah, pretty keen. <laughs> That's uh, that was going to be uh, my next question. Okay, so when our when our uh, our media mogul mastermind tournament finishes up, um, Terry and I will get you on uh, for a crack at the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Uh, before you go, speaking of the Mundaring Hotel, um, are you familiar yeah. with Ian O'Connor? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I do know that. Do know him. So, uh, Ian, Ian just wanted to. Uh, we said that um, Mac was was coming on the show, and he just wanted to remind you of the set of set of boots that you that he bought you. Because oh, he did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that well. I was working for Rob Harvey and um, had some old boots, and um, yeah, so which was good enough to. To, to supply another set for me, which um, I've still got actually. I'm still using them. So. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. He, he thought he thought that you might have uh, you might have been having a bad run on the punt or something like that. So he thought he better buy you a pair of boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old boss, you know. The old boss wasn't wasn't too good on the pay, so um, and Butch knew that better than anyone, I think. Very good. Hey, mate, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for the chat, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back on soon for a crack at the mastermind. No worries. Thanks, BJ. Cheers, mate. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Jolly Beggar Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record episode 139 of the 1 1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is uh, quarter to 11 a.m. on uh, Thursday, the 1st of September. Northern today, Belmont and Kununurra on Saturday, and Coolgardie Cup Day. Um, at Kalgoorlie, Evelina Day as well on uh, Sunday. Evelina Day. I'm just refreshing, looking for the race book to see if it's uh, updated because it's been a bit of a rushed effort to get the silks up there, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully they arrive. Otherwise, yeah. we might. Uh, so, Luke Fernie, if you're out there, just make sure those silks arrive in Kalgoorlie. <laughs> Otherwise, we might be wearing the clubbies. So, um, but uh, no, looking forward to that. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. Uh, nice open race to finish the last today. Mm. Uh, and as I said, we have our media mogul mastermind. Also, just for short, because that's quite a tongue twister. So for short, we're calling it the Friss. Um, <laughs> so the, the Friss Award uh, this year. Uh, so it's an eight person uh eight of wa racing media's finest uh in a knockout tournament to uh to be crowned um yeah the first winner of the frist and <laughs> say so you'll be fristed so you'll be frist past the post oh gee whiz that's uh that's good that's very good the frist okay <laughs> Well, you didn't get the message I sent out to everyone, did you? <laughs> oh, that's very good. Um, all right. You've got me wobbly a bit here, Terry, the frisk. So good luck to our, uh, <laughs> our moguls. Good luck to our moguls who will be uh, the much sought after uh, the frisk award there. So um, from a Betfair point of view, that's betfair.com.au. What's, uh, what's the guru up to in the, uh, in the Betfair landscape? Just taking it one race at a time, mate. So um, your written previews are uh, back and yeah, popular, I've shortened them down. Shortened them down to Embry style. Mm-hmm. I followed the Embry blueprint. It's just a it was a bit time consuming. I'm doing it on Wednesday nights. I'm doing them pre odds, so it's it's a bit yeah, it's a little bit uh, it's a bit different, but uh, it's more informational based. I think the way Belmont's playing, you can't you can't be diving into anything with confidence early, can you? Mm. See, seriously, think about the tracks we're getting. It's either you lead, you're throwing, aren't you? You're completely gone. Uh, it's either it's either you have to be on the rail or you can't be on the rail. Mm. So um, fascinating. Very good. Any uh, Betfair Edge action? Uh, no, still, still on hiatus? Yeah, still on hiatus. I'm 
pretty content with that too. Very good. All right. So, um, yes, that is everything that's happening in the world of Betfair. If you want some of the if – you, if you, actually, if you if you were one of the very few who happened to miss Terry's educational videos, jump on the uh, Betfair hub and uh, have a look at Terry talking about all things punting and his, his, this the punting world, life. The world's <laughs> most hungover, COVID-ridden man you'll ever see in your entire life. Like, I think only a few people can tell, but the, my mouth is literally just sandpaper. <laughs> like, they had to pause that video 400 times for me to drink my Powerade. I had to keep rubbing around my mouth so you couldn't see the red Powerade and whatever colour blue Powerade's doing. So, anyway, typical very, very standard behaviour. It was very it was very good stuff. Okay. Uh, now, it is time for the Belmont Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, Water wisely with Wittens. Very good. I like that. Actually, Witsy dropped in and uh, we met. We a couple actually, of jackets. Yeah, yep. a couple of jackets. Yeah, wearing one right now. Some so. hats, puffer vests and some uh, hats. So. Yeah, we've been well looked after, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And uh, yeah, apparently the um, the the phone and the um, direct messages were off the hook after his uh, debut on the 1-1 last Thursday. Double, so Doubled the sponsorship for, yeah, uh, yeah, I think for so. week two. So, so uh, the invoice has just gone up there, Witsy. So... Um, Actually, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, the podcast being a good platform to increase business, we've got a, uh, a little three-year-old Kelpie. A friend of mine is looking to rehome it. They're they're having absolutely no success. So, if anyone's, it's a it's a lovely dog, great nature. If anyone's um, after a um, a, a three-year-old Kelpie, uh, obviously free of charge. Uh, get in touch with me on Twitter, and I'll put you in touch with the, the right person. Oh, Kelpie's good. Yeah, grew up with lovely Kelpies. dog. Lovely dog. Just needs I tell to be you rehomed, what, and there's nowhere for it to go. At the tell moment. you what, if our sponsors are doing well, uh, we're rehoming dogs. Like the sky's the limit here <laughs> for here for say. the one one. <laughs> got many strings, a bow with many strings. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, get in touch with the guru on on Twitter. Yep, yep, yep. Direct message the Terry on or the one one podcast. Yeah, either uh, either. either either on. Uh, so it's a three year old Kelpie uh, looking for a loving new home. Exactly so, right. Okay, lovely Thank dog. You. What's happening? It's it's a bit of a riddle at the moment, isn't it? Back to the true, of course. Yeah. Uh, last time we were in the true, what happened, Guru? Because I, I I tend to remember that it was very railed. Well, I can't remember because I did the form for the six meter pad. So <laughs> who knows where it'll end up playing? It's hard to do a track report. You don't know where the rail's going to be until the morning of. But yeah. um, it's interesting. Rain wise, we've gone from six to fifteen to five to ten yep. to four to eight to three to six. Now it says two to four, so. which is good for the footy. But anyway, yeah, it's yep. good for the footy. Interesting mm-hmm. to see how much rain, how much they irrigate the track because. Um, because of the expected rain, then if we don't get bugger all, it's good for the dockers mm. because they're an absolute horrid wet weather side and the doggies are one of the better ones. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we, we just got to wait and see. Get a, Just try and devise a pattern. I was actually – I wanted to write about this in, in this week's little little column I write, but I didn't put anything in. But So use a race like – we'll get to this in a second, but use a race like race one, pinpoint a couple of horses – forward back how you expect them to perform not map horses yeah yep. and monitor how they go we're expecting ghost to walks to run on well um yeah that's one maybe popped a race too and horse like defending will go back expected to run on okay not necessarily super uh you're expecting a, a astro warrior should give a reasonable kick let's galavan be on its back basically look at the horse's and their SPs and and how they're expected to perform early doors and a couple and if straight away well hang on there's two out wide that have really not let down at all and you can say well that's cooked or you can say oh geez a couple of these leaders who were somewhat in the market or leaders backs and were somewhat in the market and they haven't really given it then mm-hmm. you can sort of draw correlations between a couple of uh, ordinary performances and SPs early and that can give you the edge because what the markets are doing 
a lot of the time, and they didn't with Noble Born, but a lot of the time, more drifters, more yeah, drift wise, um, is they're really um, going towards the pattern horses. So, and that's why there was that leeway with um, resort men. Mm. That's why there was that leeway. So, and the other thing to get to remember is later in the day when there is that strong pattern, everyone wants to be part of it. Mm. So then you can get the, you know, it didn't seem to matter that much last time. It, it was the last time of the true the sixth of August meeting. Uh wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that was the Invincible Ruby Rails in Run, March Amley led, mm. Arcadia Grace Rails in Run, West River Miracle Outside our Norman led, Rejuva King Rails in Run, Sockoff led, Fanta led, uh, Success Play leaders back, uh, Mount Walker leaders back, Ginger Flyer four back the fence, and Hibiscus Lady led. That was the last time it was in the mm. in the True at Belmont. That was when we were at the races that day. So, um, so yeah. So if that they happened, can overcompensate. So just yeah. be mindful. Yeah, hundred percent. That was a twelve race day too. So that um, yeah. So the there was no. I don't think there was any rain on that day as well. So if the rain comes, it changes everything again. It's interesting when we were chatting last Thursday. The track was. On Chris anyway, it was a good four, and it didn't take a hell of a lot of rain to, to go from a five six. to a yeah. six. So exactly right. Yeah, um, but beautiful weather so far this week, and um, a bit of rain around on Saturday. So hopefully we, it can it can hold up and be be fair all around. But as Terry mentioned, there are ways of tagging and mapping the the track as early. quickly as possible. Yeah, early because race one's a bit tricky because it's a thousand, isn't it? Is yeah, that, that's not always the best. Goes two walks will give you a good read. I think it'll probably be back fifth or sixth, getting wide. It should be running on, so it'll give you a, a somewhat a read but geez if in saying that i can i'm just gonna uh it it might not be all that accurate of a horse like knight's mystery stops in front mm. um so yeah anyway, you've just got to make those assessments yourself okay all right so let's get rolling eh? yep. race one is the here we go the free entry to belmont park handicap 1204 bounce down, 1000 meter graduation. Um, a few of these horses on the uh, seven day spin around mm. after uh, after uh, racing last Saturday. Only a small field. It's a bit of the theme of the day, isn't it? Sort of. Um, it is, I looked at it, I actually messaged you yesterday and yeah. I said we could do a remote. This could be horrid. I was only sort of looking at the fields at that stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is only eight. Races, we've lost one, and it is smallish fields, but uh, I don't really mind it as a, as a card, actually. Mm. I felt every race you could sort of get a grip on. Um, well, most races you could sort of get somewhat of a grip on. So uh, we'll see if we can um, make for, lemonade from yes. the lemons we've been dished up. So for, for those wondering where the other race went, it was a three-odd 1600, and it was deleted due to insufficient nominations, which left us with the eight-race program we're about to embark on. So uh, Cashaway just missed uh, State of Power last Saturday. Um, uh, John to get the run of the race here for CJP. The interesting runner, of course, is Real Grace. 413 days since its last run has gone from Team Williams to Michael Grantham, trialled twice in the lead up. Those two lead the market. That's sort of what I had at the head of my market as well. Um, goes to walks, third pick. What are your thoughts on the opener, the free entry? Yeah, look, I, Real Grace is, is the polarising galloper. I think mm. a great way to describe it is Brad Tab Touch went up favourite. Grace, yep. and fair enough, you can understand that. And I think some of the other markets went up equal second favourite um, with Cashaway a clear elect. So, uh, real Grace, to be honest, it's impossible to place. Yeah, we don't know, but we jump. We simply do not know. The trials are really good. Jump really nicely. Um, it, they won't want to go forward here. They'll 
there'll be enough speed in this to to tuck in. And Real Grace's best probably beats him. That that simple on the fifty four and a half, it probably beats him. But um, yeah, and Michael Grantham's getting all these, well, most of these Bob Peters horses to improve when he takes them on as well. So, um, but I'm wary. Uh, I'm a bit wary. So, uh, Cash Away is my market elect, but mm. the two seventy, that's that's under the odds. There's very little between it and Ghost Two Walks, who's proven off seven days. Um, and like, there's a big chance that Ghost Two Walks won't be far from the back of of Cashaway even here, BJ. Mm-hmm. So, um, with a little weight swing, if if the guy, I I thought I'd be on Cashaway. That's the way I was thinking I'd go. But if the market is too heavy towards Cashaway and it jumps two fifty and Ghost Two Walks jumps five fifty, I'll probably end up on Ghost Two Walks. Yeah, so. that's sort of what I was thinking as well. You I know thought, what I mean? I, I thought Cashaway and Real Grace have marked them equal, but I was more like. 350 pair at the pair so cash yeah, yeah. Oh, so i was I, I, I wanted something a bit more for real grace and i wanted something a little bit more for cash away as well i was three bucks cash away 370 goes to walks 460 real grace but yeah. i mean if, if i mark that in a different mood i mark real grace favorite like yeah. Brad did you know so yeah. um that's something brad often says it's a game of opinions and this this race is just yeah we're, we're all guessing in that sense where real grace is at if you if you think you saw enough on those trials that she's going to be at her best um, you can justify taking four bucks first up over the thousand, but um, yeah, cash away goes to walks will provide very solid opposition. Yeah, so I was I was more like four eighty goes to walks, but I could probably I might have pon you a little bit on the short side, so I could probably squeeze that a bit to make goes to walks a bit. It sort of makes a bit of sense. He's racing so well. He's going to um, have the who if yeah. they sprint next to each other. It's yeah, it's going to be fascinating. So yeah, uh, cash away Lose, loses uh, gets the back loses of- Lacta. Um, and is Kesha Kesha's uh, one Kesha's, for one Kesha's one from yeah, yeah. Lacto has been the primary jockey for his yeah. career best prep this uh, the two kilos might be handy plus mm. the half that Cashaway picks up from last week so that's a two and a half kilo swing yep. closer to it in the run um, yeah if it's a travelator though Ponyo could lead and give a bit of a give a bit of well, well I think I think Mitchell will be telling Holly if you don't find this rail I'll be very upset okay. that's, that's my guess yeah very um, good I actually have, I've got Knight's Mystery down as the blowout um, if it plays travelator wise yeah um, but yeah, I, I think they should be trying to kick up with Ponyo unless it becomes apparent that that we know uh, holds barred from mm. outside of them. So, oh, well, for me, and, anyway, then Stra- and then you got Strathmore at ten, Athlone Castle thirteen. For me, that's bare bones. Strathmore was going really well. Yeah, but that's, four, that's four bare one, bones. Four one no cover the entire last Sunday. That was really, really. I thought it an ordinary thought process ride-wise when it jumped that well. And he probably doesn't know the horse's history like we do, but its best runs have been leading. Like they had the, the lead yeah, was on offer for Strathmore Rose the other day. If you just yeah. jump forward and lead that race, I reckon it just about wins. We spoke about so that. It we might spoke, end up breezing here. We spoke about that last week where we were saying how Mika should lead, but Simon A. Miller, they got they got in the lab, they did the work, they they realised be positive. Well, I heard the I heard that they Holly said I didn't expect to be there. Is that right? Yeah. I just thought Because I had the it plan. in the breeze. Yeah. Um, five minutes before the race, I was talking there was to no, mate. there was no leader. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Five yeah. minutes before the race, I said, I actually said to my mate, I reckon State of Power is just about going to find the fence here. I reckon yeah. I've just decided I want Harmika to be in front rather yeah. than the way it's jumping and the way the stable's going. And anyway, so I did my ass and watched it accordingly. <laughs> so, great fun. So for me, anyway, I think um, I think the horse I really want to be on is Ghost to Walk. So if I can get maybe five, that'll, that'll probably do me, I think. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm just gonna play the market, but my my feel is it'll be goes two walks. Who's the bet? Mm. Real Grace, what it does in the market will be fascinating. Could start three bucks. Could start six fifty. Okay, race two is a Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. This is a ratings fifty eight plus with a fifty four minimum over the thirteen hundred. This was an interesting little race to talk about, Terry. Um, 
Only the eight runners, but uh, what are, at the moment, just uh, on Bradbury, we've got one, two, three, four, five of the eight are single figures. So um, opinions are going to be divided. What say you? I think the yeah, I think most people will be opting for strike now. What they saw last start, uh, Clint goes on for for Brad Rewilla, which will be a positive for for most as well. Um, I think that either ain't no other man or Astro Warrior take it up. I think they should probably show some intent on ain't no other man mm. and um and just try and lead the race. Astro Warrior. And the way Lucy rides, she lets them sort of find their position rather than bustle. So it might end up in the breeze, but also might lead. That they should be one too early and let's gallivant leaders back and strike now. Probably three the fence makes the most sense. Uh, I think most people will be expecting strike now to follow let's gallivant, get off its back and be too strong late. Mm. Um, I just thought I just thought let's gallivant's last run was better than strike now. And strike now was really good, but I just thought let's gallivant had no real right to sit deep, do all the work around it. And then give a kick and finish basically alongside strike now. I, well, well, you can you can say that it, it ended up getting outside leader Let's Gallivant, but it took ages yeah, to get there. It just had to use a lot of fuel. So yeah. if you look at Let's Gallivant, it's really fascinating actually. It's, it's last six runs, it's drawn wide three times and it's drawn in three times. The three times it's drawn wide, it's basically been deep the trip and it's been brave in defeat. The three times it's drawn well, win, win, win. Yeah. So it's a it's just such a and I know the Pierces are very surprised by the progression of this bloke, but it's such a tactically strong horse. And I've got to see Holly on Fatage as a positive, the way she rides these type of horses. So um, so I've marked Let's Gallivant favourite um, and Price. I'm expecting the money will come for strike now. So mm-hmm. I think we'll. I think it's into 320-something at the moment. I reckon 270. 270. Yeah. Well, I think we'll end up seeing. Sorry, that strike now is 270. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm talking, yeah. I think Let's Gallivant will, will end up seeing higher threes, maybe mid threes, I hope. But that's the way I'm leaning. But uh, again, you say the money's heavy, let's gallivant. I might back strike now. Mm. So I'm three bucks, let's gallivant, 370 strike now. Seven bucks, ain't no other man, upwards others. Okay. So just in regards to ain't no other man, he's 35 days between runs. He was accepted to start Belmont uh, August 13, but was scratched due to the um, wet track. Wet track. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's a gap between them. Not ideal though, 35 days against these sort of race-hardened opposition. Um, yeah, I, I I don't mind strike now with horse. He's just, he's just got in very thin for me at the moment. So uh, a lot of this is going to be about what Betfair does late. Like, yeah. as I said, I, I like this card because I feel confident about my markets and what I've done, but I don't know I don't know what I'm going to be on necessarily yeah. until deep on and I'm, I'm going to be happy taking on some drifts or, um, yeah, it looks like that type of card early if that makes sense. Yeah, the market really hasn't flushed out this morning like I thought. I thought The, the problem is there are yeah. eight horse fields and yeah. if you look at Halatory and Civvy Street evidence, they're not going to take up much market percentage. Defending is yeah. going to be last. Astro Warrior didn't show enough last start in what I feel is a harder race now to mm-hmm. get much support and ain't no other man's the one with X Factor. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to come at all. It hasn't raced for 35 days and probably isn't the same horse it was. Yeah. So you're yeah. left with <coughs> it's, left it's from with behind Stipperucci first up was yep. good. Um Troll was super. Yeah. So it's just that gap. I almost wanted to be on Ain't No Other Man, like, but just stri- the run of strike now was just too striking and well, the was, was just too brave. So yeah. you kinda of have them have them a length or also ahead. So again, if we see yeah, it's only race two, but if you see something in race one like we did last week with Traverne mm. and you think they're gonna lead on Ain't No Other Man, you, you know. Yeah. I I'm tending to I'm tending to lean towards Let's Gallivant at the moment. A just, soldier. Yeah. So. Um, Reckon Strike now will be very popular. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. And we get the over over the top price Let's Gallivant. So. Okay. Um, oh, just a, just a word, on, word on Halatorium. 
Uh, better on the dry. TK Layton? Better on the dry. So um, we've stuck Bowen again. She's Horse has always gone nicely for Bow. We thought it would be a bit... Uh, a little bit wetter, but I'd say the intention will be just uh, to lob back in a in a moving line and try and hit the line and find out if it was the wet tracks that was causing a couple of poor performances because we were obviously so good first up. Mm, latent investments there with uh, mm. Halatorian uh, flying the flag in race two. Race three, the Amelia Park Handicap, it's a graduation over 1,300 metres, uh, 60 plus with a 54 kg Minimum. Elsafina kicked off her preparation in this grade last start. That was two weeks ago with a first up victory over Stripe Now, the horse that we were just uh, talking about in race two. Good win, first up. Murray. Uh, sorry? Murray. Murray. Goodwin. Murray Goodwin, yes. Yeah. Murray Goodwin, yes. That's a uh, blast from the past. Mm. Um, Who do you play for? Country. He was Zimbabwean. Very wasn't good. He? Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeez, you're not missing a ball the current one day. Australia <laughs> Zimbabwe there. <laughs> Jesus or something. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a touch-up they gave the old yeah. Albums, didn't they? Surprising. Um, anyway, Elsafina resumed well. Paddy Carberry, Grant Williams, they team up again here. Super short, but probably deserves to be uh, on the thin side because there's not a lot of depth in this nine-horse field. No change. has been a um, handy pickup for Sean and Jake Casey. It's won twice. Um, this preparation suits since joining suits the bloke like Pontban on as well. Hits yeah, hard, hits hard, lifts. Should yeah. have been beaten by Indominus last start and goes up in weight on that, which is a bit of a worry. Yeah, yeah, Indominus. Geez, that was. Uh, yeah, you were on that one. Yeah, that was a. Uh, mm. Uh, a bit of salt in the wounds there. Uh, ginger, <laughs> ginger Green resuming. Uh, what, I mean, what The other only, only other horse you can really make a case for was uh, Enticing, who ran third behind Arcadia Grace and Keep Attacking, then came out, franked that form with a good win over Cheerful Moment midweek. Um, Bel- that was a Belmont the 17th of August, 17 days between runs for Enticing. But it does look El Safina's uh, race on paper, but she's, uh, she's priced accordingly. Yeah, I, I think she's under the odds. Yeah. Um, she looks the the standout, understandably, but uh, Paddy gave her a 10 out of 10 last start, and he also got the benefit of a track where being three or four off the fence in the straight was a spot to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot worked out. So back to the true, if it does play that inside pad, like this is danger. This is the exact horse you want to take on um, with the potential way it could play, and that, that suddenly makes no change a thought process. Like at the moment, I'm not interested in no change. Yeah. Um, if it plays in that particular manner, it means Ginger Green. Uh, it's very very much got a Mr. Mount Walker feel about it. Yeah. On the back of no change, uh, it becomes a major player. If, if that's a nice lane, uh, there's no setting in where I back enticing simple logic. Uh, they're under the odds. Uh, Kendall's my dad's a big improver mm. if it's a fair track, but that's way too short. But the way I'm going to go, I just want to. We'll, we'll get to race five shortly, but in race five, you got a early season three year old taking on the older horses in a 66 plus far hater, a harder race called Rejuva King, mm. and it's about four four bucks four fifty. Yeah. Um, very short. Very short. And here you've got a early season three-year-old taking on the older horses in a significantly easier race, in a race that maps brilliantly in, and it's unwanted. You know, it's 10 bucks each way. Great Hoyer. I don't quite. So that, to me, there's a little bit of a double standard there, and you go, well, the Great Hoyer's not going well. I, I think the Great Hoyer's yeah. going great. Um, it's two best runs his campaign. Well, one of them it was in a photo with Rejuva King again, and this is a significantly easier race than what Rejuva King faces. Um, they've dropped its two best runs were over twelve hundred. It's come back down to the thousand in its last two, um, and I thought both are really nice runs. It ran the quickest last two hundred behind Just Go and uh, Rupert's F- fast, Empire and fast race actually. Yep, yeah, fast race, and it just yeah, just just a few little things went wrong, and it had to carry the sixty that day against a lot of impressive. Uh, a lot of impressive runners. And then um, 
So I really like the rise to 1300. That's the first thing I quite like here. As I said, I think its best runs have been at the 12. And I don't know why they'd drop it back twice to the 1000 after those uh, two really strong efforts. Mm -hmm. I think it lands on the back of the Breeze horse, uh, who was who was the Breeze horse, BJ? Simple logic, probably. Yeah. Could even Breeze itself. Yep. Could even. I had a Breezing, yeah. Yeah. Could even, uh, if Ginger Green can be a little sloppy at times away, could land back of no change, which would be ideal. Uh, look, I don't know how it'll go in this grade, but it gets a nice allowance. 64, right? It gets in with the 54, so it's 4.2 kilos. Probably would be eligible for a bit more than that, actually. Um, but still, it's nicely in. And just for a point of difference, runner, each way, the great Hoya. Um, yeah. I think it's I, I think it's eligible for 2.5, so it's half. Yeah, it's missing out half, half a kilo. So it's really good. It's actually really good placement. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. So uh, at 10 bucks each way, I'm, I'm happy having something small very speculative on the great hoyer each way mm. what do you reckon yeah I, i'm with you i'm with you i uh my auntie come was horse actually the great hoyer oh really she's got a sort of oh you're on the great hoyer too yeah i like great oh, hoyer, yeah. we're giving it the great oi yeah i i thought i think that just go race is going to be uh there's going to be some form that emerges from that i reckon that'll be but, a reference yeah but also the coming back to the thousand was kind of bizarre for, for this horse it might have just been a programming sort of um, restriction there that he had to head in that direction, Paul Jordan and the camp. Uh, but I just, if, if you go back and watch its last 100, last start, yeah. it was just like, oh, okay. Mid 60 as well. Yeah. It was really hitting the line. Um, got back further than usual from gate two on that occasion. Um, it just sort of was interesting how it struggled to keep up over the thousand, but better suited under a bit more of a lesser pressure 1300. Uh, great Hoya, I think, is the value of the race. Yep. I was $9, so. Yeah, I actually marked it equal favourite, but yep. that's I knew that Al Safina was going to be $2.50, so. Yeah. Sometimes you got to throw a bit of caution to the wind, you know. Yeah, I was sort of three six nine, um, and I had- Damn, uh, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, uh, who else, who'd have my $6 chances? No change. Were, uh, no change and um, enticing. Oh, enticing, got, actually. You don't have ginger grain in the market. That's just, now we can read something into that. Work uh, if you are. It can't go. BJ's telling us. <laughs> you can't lift its legs. Let's listen to that for Gin some mail. Ginger Green can't win. Um, yes. So, Great Hoyer? Yeah, Great Hoyer each way. Yeah, as long as I reckon there could be some support. I reckon it's got yeah. the profile of yeah. support running, you know. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I'm not jumping out of my skin to be on. We'll learn a lot. Good luck, Arnie Carmel. Also, my father, Bernie Ryan, shout out to Cups, phoned me on the way in and he, uh, he, he said that um, – it is the birthday, happiest of happy birthdays to none other than Dashing Dan oh. Miller, one of the all-time uh, West Australian racing legends of the game, uh, Dashing Dan, 75 years young today. Oh, happy birthday. Yes. Did you get a few collects on Dash and oh, Arthur Kirov, Mortimer? Kirov boy. Yeah. Nick Lurch. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if I backed him. You love that also. I don't know if I backed him Lurch. <laughs> 100%. The uh, one thing with Danny, you knew how he was going to ride him. Oh, man. Uh, for those, for our younger listeners out there who, who who missed the deeds of the mighty northerly, the fighting tiger, jump on to YouTube and type in the, I think it's 2001 Railway Stakes. Um, I think Brad, did Brad put up this morning? He put one up on... Um just fantastic. Dashing Dan Miller aboard Northerly. I think he was only having his fifth start in a race. Um, elevated into Group 1, his first crack at Group 1 level. for, And uh, it was just awesome. So that was uh, – I think that was his Who second. did you give credit to, horse or jockey, on that day? Oh, 
Yeah, I, yeah. It was it, it, it. Dash rode it like the best horse in the race. Put it that way. So <laughs> he kept it. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he knew what horse he had underneath. But that was his uh, second uh, railway stakes in a storied um, oh, a career story in career. the saddle. Uh, just a champion. Uh, Part owner of Dig Deep too. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably his biggest achievement. <laughs> Uh, I think that might be a different D Miller. But anyway, um, so congratulations. Uh, I don't happy- think it is. No, it is a different. Is it? Yeah, different, yeah. I, um- oh, I always thought it was. <laughs> Classic. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's very yeah, really funny. Um, so happy birthday, Uncle yeah. Dan. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. 75, awesome. So, um, uh, and also he's a uh, he's a loves the Fremantle Dockers, so he'll be in his element oh. uh on Saturday night as yeah, they take on the, the bullies there. So one of Terry's very favourite races is uh, race four on the card. It's the Key Clean, a.k.a. Key Clean. <laughs> clean your keys. <laughs> uh, the Quay Clean over 1,200 metres, rating 66 plus. Minimum 54 kilos. So it's a 1,200 metre race. And uh, we did we did speak in the in the preamble at the start of the show there about Regal Magic and uh, how um, how a bit stiff there mm. in the Get Out Stakes there last Saturday. But um, <clears throat> feel like it, feel like it might be stiff again here. <laughs> yeah, it's got that feel, got that vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah. So we have got uh, Paul Lee is uh, was there was a bit of a there was a bit of a note notation in the stewards report that he might be headed for the for a spell after his last start where he pulled up lane mm. and when uh, having his first. Um, First assignment for Lucy Warwick as a trainer. So, but he's he's back in action 21 days later. So, Lucy must be happy with him. He's obviously the uh, very bold front-running um, sort of sprinter miler there, Paul Lee. Then we've got Titan Blinders having its first start for the Ganjimi Yard, former uh, Snowden um, – oh, sorry, Corston's horse, rather, in Victoria. Um, and then Universal Pleasure was a good first-up winner. Probity had won two in a row before its last start flop on the, on the heavy 10 there and Queen of Soul – Resumes, um, yeah, interesting little quake lean handicap, twelve hundred meters. It is a, it's a only a nine horse field, but it's mm. a great little nine horse field. Um, Universal Pleasure was a run of the day, far, well, a weaker race than this, significantly weaker race than this. But what it did on that inside pad, no other horse did for the entire day. So it could be Universal Pleasure's campaign to uh, come to the fore. Probably lands in the breeze here, I reckon. I reckon Pooley crosses Dance Cocky, and Universal Pleasure might end up in the breeze. Where's Dance Cocky? Dance Cocky's not that quick. Don't okay. that. Yeah, yeah, Dance Cocky. I went through back through some of its uh So he can't grasp. It won't get to the breeze? Yeah, they could pop off and go to the breeze, actually. Yep, yep, that makes sense. But it's it's whether with universal pleasure, um, whether they want to follow that. They they could naturally I think they probably jump very similar, if mm. that makes sense. Yep. So I don't know whether you'd want to just let it come out and it'll all something like that. I haven't overthought the map in that sense, but I think Pooley can probably cross and, and find the rail. Uh Dance Cocky look if it does spring, um, has the ability to potentially hold out Pooley, but I think Pooley will find the fence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I haven't. Re- if, if it plays on pace, that'll be that'll be the way I go again. Um, just forgive a absolute capitulation. Probably goes around 20, 20 to one thirty. Yeah, and it was five dollars SP last time. Yeah, so in was, the, yeah. In the re- <laughs> I think I had something. <laughs> in the in a vastly stronger race though. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. River Rubicon. There was um, some some pull, uh, the weapon sun. There was some decent horse in that race. Yeah, so. but I won't even be considering it unless I think it's a wild on pace track. So yeah, um, at this point in time. 
Definitely nothing on. Universal pleasure, as I said, was huge. Regal magic, get some luck from that inside gate. It, it's really well in. It's one off seven days. Last time it was off seven days. I think it was a winner, actually. Um, so, look, I, it's just luck in running, right spots. Hard to have probably on a dry deck. Mm. Um, it, it's done its best racing on the more rain-affected stuff, but the drop back to 1,200 is obviously ideal. Queen of Soul was some trial. Mm. Um, that was a super, super, super trial. My worry is just how far back it gets. Can it outspeed yeah. Regal magic? <laughs> where does, does it where get does the it luck get? in running? Yeah. Um, so that's my knock on ears. And then Honeydew was a tough one to map. It, it's one that could almost end up in the breeze if yeah. they decided to ride it in that particular way too. It wasn't so. too bad the other day, was it? Honeydew sort of cramped a room <clears> late. So, yeah, yeah. No, nah, it went well. I don't think it's up to these though. I don't think it's up to these. So. Just just uh, just a word on Titan blinders. Um, another Ganjimi Victorian import. Apologies before. It's Troy and Leon Corstens was the former, former camp. Uh, 90,000 yearling originally. I couldn't quite work out um, what the – well, the brothers paid for this horse. I couldn't find it online. Must have missed it there. So 140 days between runs has trialed, has trialed successfully at Belmont. But just with its Victorian form, went through it last night. Hasn't won in its last nine starts. And its wins have been at Cranbourne. That's one win. Ballarat Synthetic, two wins. Ballarat itself on the grass, two wins. And Ararat was Ararat was its one win. So it's never, never actually cracked it for a win um, outside the provincial circuit there at Victoria. So keep that in mind. But trial was decent. It's going to jump from one. Uh, Richie Bell was calling it teaching blinders, I think, in its trial. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually going to make a comment on that. Yes. And he actually said it pre-race. I think that maybe it's it might be teaching blinders. Yeah, <laughs> I can see the eye after the second T. Um, yeah, look, I'm 350 Universal Pleasure Regal Magic. I had them clear head of the market. Mm. The way I, was, I, I was four dollars both of them. Yeah, yeah, but so I, but I'm not having a bet at this point in time. I'm like I said, if I'd consider pulling, I'm still 15 dollars at the moment. But it just it all changes on the day. So uh, if they're making ground out wide and Queen of Soul drifts to a price, that's one I'd not completely right off. But uh, yeah, good little race. We'll see how it's playing. Yeah, Universal Pleasure for me. Uh, it was a good result for us first up there with the with the late drift and um, just always thought that. Even if you go back I through. I backed it. out at the drift. Did you? Yeah, because the right of the fence was That's cooked. right, yes. I think it was the right thing to do, yeah. too. Um, fair best of the day, I think it was. So don't forget last bit race in Jungle Mist, Jungle Dawn, in in really against really good uh, mares. Yep. Um, they actually got, photo finished with Queen of Soul yep. early in its Yeah, that's right, well, in, so. the, in the opponent yep. of the West Speed mares race there. So got a bit of quality about her universal pleasure. Mm -hmm. Stefan Vahala is doing really well with his horses at the moment. Um, got one of the most more exciting three-year-olds in his camp as well. So universal pleasure, Stevie P, that'll do me. Yeah, looking at the current markets, I'm 350 a piece. It's 440 at best. So I'll, uh, for the sake of a tip at this point in time, I'll go with you. Drum roll, because we're going to take a break. Oh, and here we'll, we go. And we'll be back with uh, the WA Racing Media Mogul, Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament, round one, week one. Here we go. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. A bit of a flavour this week. Tournament begins. Tournament does begin. The media, the media, <laughs> WA Racing Media Mogul Mastermind, also known as the Frisk. Uh, and it's week one, and we have uh, two of the biggest names in, in racing. Yeah, huge, mm. huge kickoff here. We've got, uh, well, actually, before we do that, Quick, quick mention to the, our good friends up at the Mundaring Hotel. Yeah. Uh, Ian O'Connor, Heart of the Hills since 1899, located Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Ian O'Connor, the publican, uh, tremendous fella, uh, loves his racing. Get up there, say good day, have a chat to him. He will give you the red, car red carpet treatment out there on the, the big deck of the Mundaring Hotel. Feed, flutter, frothies, all happening. Okay, our two moguls 
to kick off. This is this is round one, uh, week one, round one of our uh, Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament. So let's welcome in our first mogul all the way from the east coast of this great nation. It's Mark Olmus. Hello, boys. Uh, when are the uh, moguls dialing in? <laughs> well, apparently the stewards of the stewards of called and uh, a protest has been lodged um, because you're no longer uh, West Australian based. Uh, so your uh, your eligibility is being questioned. I think the phone call is coming through from some people at the West Australian newspaper. So we'll see how we go there. <laughs> we'll we'll try and uh, so without giving without without giving away who our next guest is, does that mean I get you know, handicap points or anything like that? <laughs> nah, not 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 at all, not at all, not at all. But it's it's a pleasure having you uh, having you on the show uh, again, Mark. How's uh, how's life been uh, over east for you? Yeah, really well, mate. Uh, thanks, thanks, Guru and BJ. Yeah, uh, life's great, mate. It's, uh, the racing is really hotting up over here and uh, it all builds towards a magnificent WA revamped carnival, which I'm particularly looking forward to getting over for. Uh, I'll try to sneak a table uh, for winter bottom day and uh, and have a really good day out there. It's the best track in the country. Uh-huh. I've got is that work orientated or uh, just coming over to uh, for a couple of lubricants? Uh, a, a bit of everything. I've got a wedding the day before down at Dunsborough, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'll spend the I'll spend the week down there, and then I'll spend a couple of nights in town, which I'm particularly looking forward to, mate. Because I think uh, I think the winter bottom it's shaping up to be obviously a lot to happen before then, right? But it's shaping up to be a really good race uh, once again, and. Uh, Elite Street. I'm, I'm sure he'll be in the mix. I was mm-hmm. trying to get Danny to push him for a spot in the Everest, but it looks as though his uh, his target will be in WA, where he's better suited. You know that that um, short dash straight and a firmer track. Weak as piss. Should be going the Everest. <laughs> what about Shackleton? Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to push Danny. I was I was giving him a real shove, Danny, and I said, mate, you know, just cheering him up through text message and. Saying you got to have a crack, you got to put your hand up and see what's what's going on out there. Like he's a good horse, and I was thinking, you know, if Godolphin don't have anything, um, maybe he could go in there, being by street boss or something. But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to seeing all those horses. Um, no, we're, I'm just we're, trying I, to I talk a bit extra because I didn't want to. I don't want to be asked about the horse you're going to ask me about, Peter. Uh, um, the well, well, it'll be a pleasure to, to uh, welcome you back to the the West Coast, uh, Mark. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, well, for winter bottom day, but um, are you worried about the wait for age conditions for Shackleton <laughs> or winter bottom? Or? <laughs> 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 um, are they are they digging up the track and making it a dirt track? <laughs> they need to do more than that, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> they need snipers on the roof, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you better get. No, he's doing a great job, isn't he? He's yeah, doing he a super is. job. He uh, is. You better, he is. You, better, you better talk to the game. Jimmy Brothers, make sure uh, Thomas Magnum is uh, mm. going to be in action on Winter Bottom Day as well, Mark. The porn stuff. Yeah, what a great name. Yeah. Love that he's name. Got his, he, he, needs, um, he needs to get his manners in order um, and then he'll, he'll, he'll pick up a race or so. I'm not sure about a Winter Bottom, would love to, but uh, he yeah, just needs to sort his manners out and. I'm sure the Ganjamies will do a good job of that. You'll have a bit of fun with him. Mark, uh, uh, you are mogul number one on uh, on today's um, <laughs> Mastermind tournament. Let's bring in, he's been waiting patiently, our second mogul here. Next cab off the rank, none other than Michael Heaton. Welcome back to the 1-1. Hello, boys. Great to be back on. 
Did Michael even know he was on or have we just caught him on the hop? <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like he's on the, it sounds like he's on the loo. But, uh, Mickey, we haven't had you on for a while either, would you? Would you have Michael Eaton back yeah, on the show? Yeah, we uh, – You do like coming on around Easter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually sort of Christmas treats, Easter treats, anywhere mm. where there's a special occasion on where I can just clean up the mess is probably preferable. After shopping day usually is when you uh, you prefer to come on whenever the pantry is as full as possible and uh, – yeah, but how's uh, how's uh, how's life for you, and how's uh, how's being a father treating you, Mickey? Mickey, I'm not sure. Yeah, about very busy on all fronts, on uh, both the, the work and the family fronts. Work's going well, doing a lot of different things. I must be on this because I think all the other media people in WA are away. Richard Mikanos, <laughs> Julio Tangerelli's gallivanting in Melbourne, but he Lockie's uh, off to New Zealand on the weekend and. Uh, old casually battler like me, he's just doing the candle at both ends. But, oh, uh, well, you must be getting excited because your uh, your old hometown's just about to fire up, Michael. Yeah, won't be able to get there this year, unfortunately. But uh, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to that Kulgari Cup this Sunday. Are you boys heading down? Uh, heading up. Terry will be there for the round week. Hannon's uh, through to through to Cup Day, I believe, but... Uh, Wouldn't miss it. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, no, Mi- no Michael Heaton yeah. uh, is a big big scratching. That's, that's uh, a massive scratching, that, That's a yeah. massive ripple effect that's, before the round, yeah. isn't it? Shut the doors at the gold bar. <laughs> Don't even bother. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to... I'm not, I'm not going to come either because Michael... Oh, dear, man. <laughs> Shut the round down. Forget it. <laughs> Close the doors. Um, Michael, and, the, and just touching on your... Uh, your one of the main men there at the Pierce Brothers Racing Operation. The boys are up and about at the moment. Plenty of winners lately. Yeah, absolutely. They're uh, placing their horses really well at the moment. I think they've had about uh, five or six winners overall for the season so far, and uh, still some nice unraced horses that are coming through as well. I think they'll have a good crop of three-year-olds. They had about twenty-something two-year-olds and only a few runners, but a couple of winners still. So. Looking forward to their next uh, six to 12 months. Yeah, it looks like they're just about to flex their muscles again, the the Pierce brothers. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, your names are your buzzers. You both have played this game before and to be crowned our f- uh, the week one, round one winner of to move the, to the uh, <laughs> move to the semifinals of our Media Mogul Mastermind <laughs> Tournament. You'll need to be the first person to answer four, repeat four questions correctly. Um, okay. Terry, you want to go? No, you're up. I'm thinking about my first segment. I've got to. <coughs> All right. Mark Olmus, are you ready? Ready. Michael Heaton, are you ready? Ready to go. Three, two, one. Okay, guys, before we do the Who Am I, we're just, a, just a little new segment we're going to bring in for. Um, for the for the frisk, um, so I'm going to ask. That it's going to be called "Who Was the Last Jockey to Win a Board?" Okay, I'm going to name a horse. Someone's going to have a crack, and if they're wrong, the other person then has a go, and then the other person, then the other person, and until somebody gets it right. So basically, we keep going until somebody gets it right, but you don't get two guesses in a row. Does that make sense to everyone? No worries. So we still buzz ourselves sure. in. Still uh, buzz just for in. your first one. Just yeah. for your, after that, you don't need to. So just for the whoever goes no first to buzz themselves in. Um, there's going to be it's first to two points to get this first point. So you have to get two right. Okay, everything Who, makes who's sense. Who's the first horse escalating? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
That's good. That's not a bad little start, actually. That, is, oh, that yeah. is fantastic. I've erased, uh, you know, I've spent a fair bit of time in the psychiatrist chair to forget about escalating, actually. So. And in the accountant's office as well. Dearie me, and the candy, $180,000 of horse flesh. Thanks for that one, boys. Uh, okay. Are we ready? Oh, shit. Yes. All right. Okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Mervyn? Mark. Michael. Mark. Mitchell Payman? Wrong. Michael. Michael. Uh, oh, Joe Big North? Wrong. Mark. Uh, Holly Watson? Wrong. Michael. Uh, Chris Parnham? Hey, oh, that was, that was exactly – I was, thought that one would take a while. I thought that one would take a while. It was. Chrissy Parnham in a five-horse field. Chris Parnham? Yeah. Chrissy Parnham. So. Oh, was that the new season of Sprint or something from memory, maybe? It was, yeah. It was, now, actually. Now you're yes. a hero. Now yeah. you got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you still haven't got the point yet. You need to get two. Okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Gemma's son? Michael. Michael. Oh, oh Christy Bennett. Oh, dearie me. He's, He's gone bang, bang. Yeah. He's gone bang, bang. I didn't yeah. even get to go through some of the other good ones I had here. So Save them. There you go. All yeah. right. First blood goes to Michael Heaton. One nil. Okay. So he's on. It's one nil. We just double, can we just double check my lines? Okay, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the good thing is you, you've lost two, but you've only lost one point. So it's actually, you're basically in front if you think about it that way. Hey, Mark, we've got a, a Greyhound <laughs> yeah. racing Who Am I question. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. Okay. Who am I? I earned $879,610 over a career which saw me race in three states, Western Australia, South Australia, and Victoria. I debuted in 2014 when my trainer was a young Simon Miller. I failed badly on debut, running seventh to Rebel King. I was immediately tipped out before returning and winning with a leg in the air with Jason Whiting in the saddle, again for Simon Miller. Jason wouldn't ride me again until- Mark. Mark. Mark's gone early. Oh, Miss Rose Belago. No. Oh, he's gone really <laughs> early. Well, uh, uh, Jason wouldn't ride me again until I was successful in a Pinjarra Classic a couple of years later. I strung six wins together in mid-2015 before returning in early 2016 and winning the aforementioned Pinjarra Classic. Victories in the Bolton and Newmarket Sprint followed, with Rock Magic running second on both occasions. It was in early 2018 I was transferred to Darren Weir, winning a listed race down the Flemington Straight Six. And I also finished an agonising second to Dothraki in the Group 2 Bobby Lewis. I returned to Perth in 2019 under the tutelage of Lindsay Smith before as a very tired horse finishing my career with Neville Parker that same year. I wore the same colours as the battling West Coast Eagles and my three-word name describes a person or thing having the highest status in a group. Who am I, Michael? Oh, who <laughs> actually got me? I had uh, I had almost down his favourite to get this one, but I think he's gone the early. He's gone a bit did too you early. Say, so you said it was a mare, did you? I didn't say that at all. I didn't I didn't specify. Ah uh, right. Uh, so I went to Weir, started with Simon, ended up with Neville Parker. Countdown. Three, two, no, no, I've one. Got no. Yeah, Mark. Do you know it? Not that you get the point. 
Uh, all, all, all I know is that it's Cape Falls, but no, I, I can't. I can't actually. Oh, he's I got thought the right the Nev- colours. He's got the right Yeah, it is Cape Falls. Yeah. It is Cape Falls. I thought the Neville Parker thing might uh, might uh, so, in your So direction. who am I, Terence? I am first among equals. First among equals. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah, I was thinking it's Salon du Chevelle, but I think that was right. Yeah, yeah, very really. good. Okay, he- been less than two lengths in a winter bottom that horse. It yeah, was, ran yeah. fourth, ran fourth in a winter bottom. Yeah. So, Heaton yeah. won almost yet to score. Okay, what was the name of the Queensland Group One? She's a Belter one at Eagle Farm last Mark. week. Mark, Joe Dakin. Yes, good. one, 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 one. All right, very good. Good podcast. One out, one back. <laughs> harness. <laughs> All your latest harness racing. <laughs> okay. Who rode who rode the twenty twenty one Cool Guardy Cup winner, Western Temple? Oh. Uh, Michael. Michael. Uh twenty twenty one. Oh, was it soon champ? Clint? It was not Clint. Mark. For the steal. For the oh. steal. I'll give you three seconds. Mitchie Payton. Yeah. It was. Incorrect. It was Kira Yule. A little bit of a tricky question, that uh, one. It was Kira Yule. Yeah. yeah. One, one. All right. Karajini Aurora ran third behind what star filly in the 2020 Rack and Tour Stakes at Belmont? Michael. 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 Uh, KC. Yeah. Correct. And the sunshine van. 2-1 to Heaton. Good thing to eat that, though. How many times? Was good thing? Pikey was on, wasn't he? Was Pikey on? Sorry. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, Pikey yeah. was on. I don't remember that. Okay, next question. How many times did Idyllic Prince win the Goodwood Sprint before? Michael. Matt. Michael. Four? Yeah. Four is correct. So Four that the, the, the final bit of that question, before the race was eventually renamed after him. So it was four times for Team Taylor, the Goodwood Sprint with Idyllic Print. So it's 3-1 to Heaton. Okay, here we go. Inspirational girl defeated Zaki to win what race at Flemington? Mark. Mark. Blaming. Blamey Stakes is the correct. There's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? There's <laughs> yeah, been two I've got no idea. 3-2 <laughs> to Heaton. All right. Tin Snip. <laughs> okay, next question. Tin Snip, Specialism, and Kelvin ran the trifecta in what feature two-year-old event in 2019? Michael. Michael. Sires. The Sires. The Sires. He's done it. Michael Heaton, 4-2. He's our first mogul oh. through to the semifinals. Michael, is that your first yeah. victory on the in the? Yes, it is. I was actually only thinking the other day. I haven't sat on the big deck for a while. So I'll be looking forward to. <laughs> well, if you wait, uh, potting myself on it for a while. Fam- if you wait till Mark's back in WA, you can probably take him up with you. Yeah, fam- family, <laughs> yeah. Up, family, at- family atmosphere, Michael. So you can take young Max up there as well. So uh, no, very good. Congratulations, uh, Michael Heaton is hey, through. Just, just on that, just on that. Sorry, sorry, boys. Before we congratulate Michael, well done, mate. Um, Terry, <laughs> do you still get a few heart flutters thinking about that protest of the Karakata, mate? <laughs> was there a protest? <laughs> was there? <laughs> hey, what? No, there probably should have been. Tinsnip ran second to a big day. I remember Tinsnip ran second. I don't think there was a protest, though. There was no protest. No, I think they looked at that. There was no protest. But Dig Deep was favourite. Did they look at the footage? Yeah. 
theory, man. DJ was favourite for the size zone. He was scratched on the morning. He of the was race scratched and, on the uh, morning of the uh, race. Which, but I reckon if there was a protest upheld that day, Mark, that um, there wouldn't be an Ascot Racing Carnival. It would still be. Uh, <laughs> it would be in ashes. The track would be in ashes. Yeah, but the 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 size produce is in, is an important moment in time because that that eventually led to a few months down the track the W Racing Awards night, which then denied mm. Dig Deep the uh, the W Champion two year old of the year award. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to say, Kerry doesn't have a size trophy in the cabinet, but at least he's got a Horse of the Year award, surely. Yeah. No, exactly right. How superior I think. Very good. Hey, Michael, mate. Well done, Mickey. Well done, Michael. All right, thanks, boys. Well done, Michael. Congratulations. Uh, You'll be visiting our man Ian O'Con up there at the Mundaring very soon. Uh, Mark Olmos, you're a star, mate. It's always great to have you on the 1 1. So when you do make your way back to Perth, we'd love to get you in the studio to have another chat. I look forward to it later on this year. Thanks, guys. Well done, guys. Thanks, lads. How, how, how do you think that went? Yeah, the went tournament. Well. Do you yeah. like the new segment? Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, and we'll talk about it off air. But yep. uh, the, but yeah, I think once everyone gets the the hang of it, they'll 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 yeah. know. It, so um, I reckon I could even make that first because you can do it really quickly and mm. you can write, roll through them. But mm. uh, Michael deserved that victory. I think Mark got the two on the east coast. Mm. Michael got both. The last jockeys to win him, he got the yeah. No, it, is it was the, a dominant victory. It is the WA Racing. Master he stamped himself as the early favourite. So uh, uh, the 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 uh, the futures, the frisk futures are up. Yeah. So what are we thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Michael's the only one through the next round, so yeah. he's already into three dollars eighty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's the only one you could probably be on at this stage. So there's still, there's still probably some value in four fifty. Yeah. Jay Rooney eighty to one. Julio. Yeah. That's probably the value of the field. Oh, yeah. Jay Rooney's pro- Jay Rooney, uh, past performance, considering he is on our Mount Rushmore, has to be odds on at the moment, doesn't he? The fact it's a first, the first of four as well. That's sort of uh, the the higher you have to go. It's um, it brings the, the cream to the yes, cost. the yeah, cream, cream to the crop. Exactly, yeah, it's like in a twenty twenty game of cricket. Yeah, anyone can win once you get fifty over mm. test match cricket. The longer it goes for the um, yeah, usually the cream rises. All right, so we're we're off and running here on the uh, W Racing Media W Racing Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament, and our uh, our fir- first cab off the rank was uh, Cabs off the rank. Well, it was Michael Heaton and uh, Mark Olmos. And Michael Heaton is through to the next round and he is still in the running to win the coveted Friss Award. And once again, thanks again to uh, the Mundaring Hotel, Feed, Flutter, Froffies, all happening. Go check them out this weekend. This uh, weekend, hopefully there's some nice weather on the cards there for everyone up at the Mundaring. And we are back with uh, race five of the day. It's the Furphy Handicap over 1,600 metres, rating 66 plus. They couldn't quite get the top weight in this race, so the minimum has had to be raised here to 55 kgs. And uh, let's steal. Always had a bit of a rap about him, this horse, and he resumed midweek at Pinjarra recently and got the job done first up, Steve Wolf and Sean McGruddy drops three and a half kilos. Second up at a mile. Nice draw if it begins. It should map really well. Does look the uh, the horse to beat in this particular race, but the market has well and truly found it as well. Yeah, it's definitely the runner with the most upside here. Uh, a repeat of that performance over the first hundred. We'll probably see it impossible to win though. But yeah, um, yeah I, I get the feeling, and I went back through enough of its stuff to sort of trust that that probably won't occur again. But you got to allow for that when pricing the, it. I think the word, a little bit the word I got to uh, about Let's Deal uh, first up was that they were in the gates for a very long time okay. and he became agita- agitated just at the wrong moment. Yeah. Um, and that's what 
meant that he was uh, a bit sluggish there to get get rolling. So hopefully, um, hopefully he loads well, stands well, and, and begins well to take advantage of gate five here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He he really does look. I probably near the one one even. Mm. I think he probably finds that type of spot. Um, the win uh, he beat nothing first up. Johnny Angel went okay yesterday. The second horse, but it was the win of a pretty good horse. Like he was. He shouldn't have won mm. the run he had, you know. He's out. He's he had to sustain a effort, sustain yeah. a run, and the stick was out of the eight hundred, and yeah, it was just a bit messy. So uh, if you go back through his career, some of his three year old runs were, were huge. He then stepped up and taken on tricks of the trade. He, he probably wasn't right towards the end of that campaign, yeah. but you only get one crack at these big races of three year olds. They pushed on with him, uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't sort of worry about that too much. It's actually funny; all three of his wins have been first up, but. I don't think that's a fair reflection of what type of horse he is or how his career will shape. He's not just going to be a fresh only horse. He's just had easier assignments first up, I think, before um, attacking harder one second up and two of his second up runs are huge. So mm. goes on top. I, I was 270. I, I could have been shorter, to be honest, but um, but two, 270 I thought was a, a fair price just with that little slight concern. If he does end up in traffic, yeah. it might not be a day to end up in traffic. So Yeah, that's why I started my starting point with this market was a, was for flat three. Yeah. So that's sort of where I where I landed, just factoring in all that. But yeah, could have him could have him shorter for sure. Castillo del Lago is the one that comes up yep. a bit for me though. Yeah. Um it's it's funny actually. It's its career is quite interesting. So early doors and it's been a it's been a bookie's power, this horse. I'm sure Mr. McCormick could tell us all about uh, this horse, how good it's been to him. Mm. But I think it started under f- three or four bucks, eight or nine times. Same to you. Being beat on every occasion. It's a horse I've never really fallen in for, which I, I quite like these type of ones. You know, you see you sort of pick up on it being under the odds. Anyway, it's, it's first campaign, first couple of campaigns was good. It was learning its caper. They figured out it needs to find a rail and run. It's second campaign, it raced in the feature three-year-old races against Western Empire. Went okay, you know, wasn't too bad. Um, its next campaign is a really interesting one. So first up, it went around at a three-dollar favorite with Angela Johnston on, and it was an absolute shit show. Like mm-hmm. nothing went right. Didn't find the fence. It didn't get anywhere near it. Forget it went around. Five of its next, uh, four of its next five, or five of its next six, it ran into big screen, yeah, right? Yeah. And big screen found the fence on every single occasion, so yeah. it was forced to breeze. And it's just a, it's not as good as big. Well, it's not as good a horse when it's um, unable to find the breeze. Uh, the other one, the out of those runs where it didn't run into big screen, it won by four lengths. Um, with with who on board? Chris, Chris with Chris on board. Yeah. It's following start after running into big screen all those times. Uh, it drew 13 over 1,800. I don't have this in front of me, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing yep. this from memory. Drew 13 over, over 1,800, mm-hmm. gave a big kick, and was only grabbed by Holy Enchantment, who there's a, obviously, especially at the time, there was a reasonable spruik over. Um, it then stepped up to a staying trip twice, and for me, that doesn't matter what happened then. And, and it, 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 it went okay. Too, it wasn't too bad, too bad but yeah. it doesn't matter what happened over the staying trip then. So you look at its whole career, and yeah, it's two for twenty. Um, not how you want to start an innings, um, but I think it's been pretty stiff. I don't think much has gone right. First up, really well, good. Well, it's 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 to produce its best, it needs to get a certain setup for it, and exactly it, right. more often than not, hasn't been able to get that setup for it. Yep. But it looks like it's going to get it on Saturday. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. F- first up, it's. Um First up, uh, it's gone super behind multinational and, and Benji's. I've yep. always felt would need a run. And last time out, it's led, given a really big kick and, and finished in a three-horse photo with Karamundi and um, Ginger Baker. So I, I think looking at Karamundi and looking at Let's Deal, I think Let's Deal is going to be a far better horse than Karamundi. So I, that's why I've got Let's Deal shorter in the market and 
normal luck. I feel that's the way it will go. But um, Castillo del Lago, Chris Parnham going on is huge. Mm-hmm. Up to the mile is perfect. I believe that's the right journey. And a little bit of little bit of rain around won't. A little bit of rain around won't, won't hurt. hurt the potential inside pad being good. The mm-hmm. fact that I think it can shake off inflation in the breeze. Uh, the leader's back horse is a danger. Catalpa, it'll yep. improve big time with Harvey going back on for the kids from a good draw. Um, but yeah, it, it, Castillo del Lago might be the forgotten horse here, and there might be a little each way if you're not getting the price that steal. So might look back the pair actually. So I really do think it's those two, and then Catalpa maybe eight nine dollar, and then the rest could not have the rest at all. They're all back markers. <clears throat> this isn't a back marker race. Yeah, and also just touching on Rajuva King once again, the reason why he's in this race, which isn't perfect for him, is because that three-year-old 1600 was deleted on the day, which would have been a much um, more suitable assignment. So he, the Dan Morton was given the option to go uh, into this race if he wanted to run. The horse is ready to run a mile with races there. He's, he was either going to go around or maybe um, – have a have a short break before Ascot. So I think it's I think it's worth he gets he gets two kilos off as a for his three allowance, but he's actually doesn't get a kilo and a half of the whole he doesn't get his whole whack. So really he's you know theoretically anyway he's carrying a kilo and a half more than he should um, if he was running still a, a good race. For it's him. it's a nice nice enough race especially with the yeah. draw. It's not super strong and it's it'll be a good guide. For Rejuva King's quality moving forward into the next phase of of, of the season, so It'd be a good guide for us as punters to see how these horses compare up to the mile against each yeah. other. Because I've I've to be honest, I've given it none, but I don't really know. And yep. it's just for me, the biggest issue was it doesn't jump. It can't utilize barrier four, and it's going to be giving let's deal Castilla del Lago to Castilla del Lago with the same weight, big head starts. So yeah, I'm eighteen dollars. Yeah, so. Yeah, the four. The fact it's four forty in the market is probably the reason we're getting some scope on some others potentially. Yeah, I'm with you with Castillo. It just made sense uh, that's going to get bit of alignment. Out. Yeah, I like, I like the and I think Catalpa leaders back Ponif on board is the one that's going to be lurking. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, it, it's a, it's and, very soon. Yeah, so it, it could be the day that let's still you know announces himself and just goes but whack. So, but it, there's not a lot of juice there for me at the moment. So just they will you know. Double, Mindful, fig- double figures Castillo and uh, Catalpa, it's close to $8. So. Uh, there's a big chance you could get the wobble for Let's Deal. Yeah. You just, it's very hard to get a read on what price that'll jump. It's, mm. um, it does look bearish bones at the moment. Yeah, it's always been always been sort of firmish. Like it didn't really budge much price-wise first up, um, but that was was a pretty thin old race and there's always been a, he's always been well-regarded as a, as a galloper. So, yeah, good good test for Let's Deal, good test for Rejuva King. But if you want to take luck out of the equation, Castillo de Lago out in front rolling with a kick, uh, good price to have a look. Very good. Race six is a tab touch. Be better at life handicap over the 2,100 metres. It's a 66 plus, uh, 54 minimum, top weight, bad wolf. Um, yeah, there's uh, 16 plus one. So it's full field to face a starter in the uh, middle distance race of the day. Found this one very tough for my liking, Guru. What were your thoughts? Nah, no idea. Yeah. It's a, it's a very hard one to come out. The form from the all-man overthought race is no good. Yeah. So not interested in any of them. Which was, uh, what was that, seven days ago? Yeah, yeah, which was seven days ago. So, um, yeah, no, I'd look at this earlier and a few seem like okay prices, but they've all gone now, so – which is semi-frustrating, but um, Crescent City's got to be the one to beat. Yeah, it has um, to be, has but, to be, doesn't it? Yeah, so, but it's just yeah. same old story with it. Um, I'm four fifty, so mm-hmm. it's five five fifty around. It's over the odds. Blackwater Bay's got 
the X factor, it's fit. It's just how well it's travelled back home. Uh, it can definitely win. It wasn't have, didn't have much luck in the Broom Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks a sticky old map for those few out in front, but if they can control it, bold success around the quickest last 200 after leading last start. General Grant's probably the stay with the most upside, but it's second up at 2,100 from barrier one. That's a bit of a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think the winners between sort of bold success, Crescent City, Blackwater Bay type setup, but any tr- any truly reliable vibes? Yeah, had every chance last start. Yeah, every single chance last start. Special picture could be the number one seed mm-hmm. there with Steve going on potentially as well. It cleared out with Luke's Pierre who went all right the other day, but again, I, I'm not looking at that as the premier form line. But it just shows you where our stayers are at when Tiger Move comes out and. Takes forever to win a maiden, then wins a midweek 50-plus over Dance of the South, who was only beaten sort of two and a half against those overthought types, all-man types last week. So uh, major focus on the ones coming out of the Crescent City Bowl success, Al Norman, Blackwater Bay, General Grant. So major yeah. focus on the better horses. Yeah, Al, Al Norman, just a quick note, Al Norman, Al Norman, 28 days between runs, was nom- was accepted to start the 20th of August and was scratched. Future nom. Future nom. Yeah, so. which is odd. Maybe they – because it won between a month between runs, but yeah. – it was a perfect setup for it that race. Yeah. It has won twice off for them off two weeks. Um, so I, I I dare say something's gone wrong. It'd be a very odd scratching tactically to wait. Well, what price was it? It was one of the fancy ones. Yeah, and the yeah. lead and it was a it was a great map yeah. on paper. It came out after acceptances. So you're not getting a great setup and then scratching unless, unless you were never running. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so Crescent City, I've been knocking it all campaign, but I'll put it on top, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna be backing it. Crescent City for me as well. Um yeah. it's got that. You've got that run over the. I like Harvey on that. Yeah. So he might be able to lift it. Yeah, it's got the maps. It doesn't have to do a lot of work to land in a good spot from there with the horses sort of coming and coming across. So uh, makes the most sense to me. Crescent City and 550s probably about right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did not price it aggressively. Yeah. Let's just say at 440, I thought I was pretty defensive. Yeah. Well, it's probably going to yeah. be three bucks or whatever. So yeah. 350. So sometimes when that occurs and you know you've been longish with one, um, it could be a sign I might be worth having something on. Yeah. Okay. Wheaton's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Whitten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Whitten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Whitten's. Now we're moving on to the feature of the day. Don't worry about the free entry to Belmont. This is the Jolly Beggar Stakes over the 1,000 metres, 84. Actually, this has been uh, rescaled to an 82 plus. Um, minimum 55 kg so this is just um this is just an alternate stepping stone towards the hannon's handicap punters so la, uh the more established horses uh, with the higher ratings will be going uh, via the Farnley uh, and then into the hannon's um whereas the jolly beggar there's a thousand this week then it's two weeks there's a 1200 and then into the hannon so a lot of these horses are heading in in that general direction and um a lot of these horses would be would be sort of worthy worthy hannon's type horses as well but um today uh, or saturday rather the jolly beggar is a 1000 meter kickoff and we've got no white flag having its first run in 28 days toddy harvey sort of held it back from a spell to target this particular race um with the flying mervin and the stable mate um spin the knife there son of a god having its first run for michael grantham and of course um michael grantham saddles up comes a time who will be very well fancied in the jolly beggar on saturday 
Yeah, that's the only horse I can mark. Yeah. Positively in the market, Mervyn comes across, which makes it a nightmare for no white flag. Um, they'll be aiming for the breeze with no white flag, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if there's some real aggression from Spin the Knife, who was snagged on a bog track last start. Holly Watson's on. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they always try and go forward and land outside of Mervyn or tag Mervyn or however that works and because uh, all of its best runs have been forward, yeah. you know. So no white flag, back to the 1,000 from 1,400. Doesn't have the freshness to breeze, maybe, but even if it does, is it going to win? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. It's You know, there's a few question marks, so. Uh, Gemma's son I thought was super the other day. Uh, I think it's just a better horse ridden in a particular way, which it won't get here. Yep. Um, so that's the one I mark second favourite, actually, Gemma's son, equal with no white flag. Um, spin the knife could be the massive improver back on the dry deck. I'm just jury out for me how good mm. that horse is and where it's at exactly, especially as I don't have at best – very, very best. It's breezing. Um, big watch, son of a god. Um, but eight bucks for a horse with sixty kilos from the outside gate, and which as is good which as is more of a, was. More of a Hannon's horse, isn't it? One hundred percent. And as good as that trial was, have a look at it. It trialed against five stayers, mm. so it looks great, like aesthetically. But I mean, coming around's ten bucks from yeah. that gate. It's going to be back last over the thousand. It's getting on good trial. Well, I think it was. You couldn't really watch it, but it's, it's a bit it's, long. In the, it just shows you how bad this race is. Oh, be, I think the three bucks around it's be comes a time. time. Yeah. Like I was two twenty, and I still think it trades because no white flag will always take up market percentage. So we'll spin the knife, um, but just these other ones I see around that ten dollar mark. Like son of a god, coming around Star Trade, Star Trade, yeah. thousand. Like, like for me, they're all just massively under the odds. So the the one that you could have a throw at the stumps with if it turns into a travelator is Mervin. It, it pushed in a rodeo two starts ago on a pretty similar deck to this. Well, so. I think you find maybe. Maybe four, four or five of the nine. These are almost prep runs, really moving forward. So you can, yeah, if you could find those horses, take them out and zero in. It just, it just feels like comes to times on the up. What price did you get it to? Come to time, two eighty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was two twenty. I have notated. I think it'll trade around three. So I don't think, you know, if you don't get that early three bucks or three for whatever, yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world. I still think it'll probably trade around there, but. Yeah. I couldn't back any others. Like I can't just – if Gemma's son was 20 bucks each way, maybe, yeah. or 18 $15 each way, maybe that could get me. If son of God, same thing, but they're nowhere near it. Mm. So just don't overthink this and triple our money on the horse that's best suited. Straight back. Yep, 100%. All right. So no ninth race this week, Terry. So it's a very early introduction to – It is. It is the Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A. EA, EA EA Sports. It's in, in the, the game. game. <laughs> uh, KS. Uh, the uh, extremely popular Get Out Stakes mm. is brought to us by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's the captain out there. Um, swing pass and uh, say hello to Timmy and his team, and they'll look after you out there at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Did you see Pete McCormick's Collect? He yeah, put that on Twitter. That well. was, he did well. His uh, family is going to be eating well in uh, in September, that is for sure and certain. Pete cleaned up out there at Market City. And um, we're going to say big congratulations to Michael Chad, first-time entrant. Oh, He's come from the clouds. Come from, one. come from the clouds, has Michael. He's swooped. He's just stumbled across the uh, the get out stakes, entered, and he's got the chockies. So, um, and Sam White rule was required to separate him and Riley Caparara. So I don't think it'd be too much skin off Riley's nose because he would uh, 
he would have been bathing or basking rather in the glory of resort man's victory in the idyllic prince last Saturday. So, Loves it, um, so yeah, Michael Chad, congratulations. First up specialist goes bang on debut in the get out stakes. Sam White rule required. So Michael was, uh, was, was nearest opinion first in with his uh, vain tempest selection there. So uh, hopefully you enjoy your uh, fill up out there at market city meets Michael. Um, <clears throat> so congratulations to him now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, remembering it's race eight at Belmont on Jolly Beggar Day. And um, let us know who you think will win the last, uh, the Get Out, and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred at the 1-1 one, one pod on Twitter. And the Sam White rule has been very popular recently, left twice in the last three Get Out Stakes it's been required. So remember, you can never, ever forget the Sam White rule, Terry. First in, best dressed, baby. First in, best dressed. So race eight of the day. The lucky, it's the Crown Perth handicap over, it's a 1300 meter rating 72 plus event. Um, yeah, that's, uh, there's some quality horses engaged here. There's some race fit. There's Who's some, there's some uh, coming back for returning from breaks. One interesting runner, or whatever happened, an old whatever happened to Terry is Rationale. Mm-hmm. 595 days since her first, um, what happened since last her last time? Start. What happened last time she was first up for 18 months? She what? won. She was won. She, was she first up for 18 months? Yep. Do you know who she beat? Who? Last night, it was roughly, might have been. Might have been like 12, 13, 14, 15 okay, months. Yeah. A long spell, over yeah, a year. Long spell. Uh, she beat Amasinas. Tessa was in the saddle that day. Who? Joey has a party. Joey has a party. I'm not tipping her, by the way. I'm just saying she's done this before. Probably not in this grade, but then again, <laughs> Amasinas probably equals this grade, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so that probably wasn't Amasinas, what Amasinas is now, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. The full oh, she was the, still progressing. Yeah, the full package. Mm, the FP. Amasensis. Amasensis, um, yeah. <laughs> Titian, Titian Amasensis. <laughs> So uh, yeah, the uh, so yeah, good to see Rationale back at the track. Multinational racing really, really well. I thought MTA's form. He's fifty six days between runs, but his form this prep when he was racing earlier was was really, really encouraging. Did he split first up last prep? Uh, was it Rockinori and something poking through on the fence? So who was that? No, it led actually breezed to Searching Rocks. Searching Rocks, yes, yeah. yes. And who did he run second to before that? Who's that? MTA. Yeah. Uh, was it Star Trek? It's a radio. It's a radio. Yeah. It might not have been before somewhere. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah. the form's the good. The form jumps off the page. Form's yeah. good. A um, uh, couple of horses in the seven-day spin around, and we might be touching on one of them very shortly as well. So uh, first of all, speed map. We've got mood swings coming across to, to lead. Mood swings by mate, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, what a prick of a horse that's been to me over the journey. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the day it wins. Oh, there's, no, on, there's no chance. There. There's no, not a chance in the world we're having to send on here. Mm. Um, yes, it leads multinational parks it. Um, I think you will find that. I wonder what they do with uh, Kia or a star. B- yeah, B- Ruella. There was a little bit of a tip, I think, I think tip around be- at lunch last uh, Friday for uh, Kia or a star. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll. Uh, I think Roy will leave it up to Brad Ruella. Yeah, now the seniors on board, but I, I think it's pretty worth notating with that yard that. He's given the apprentices a, a bit of a crack, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think when he's serious, you'll see Brad Willer going on his. So um, I think it runs a pretty big race here. Mm. I don't know if it wins from the. I think I'll probably think it ends up in the breeze. Yeah, that's what I sort of was. Uh, that's where I'd probably yeah. want it to be if I was on. To be honest with you, too. Um, but uh, I think it's winnable, definitely. Yeah, I, I think it can. 
can uh, can win the race. And then we got um, we sort of got multinational just behind um, just behind stalking the leaders with Weapon Sundrawn One as well, who uh, is racing. It's two runs back from a spell have been very encouraging. Yeah, that's the one I like. I, I'm I'm a bit thrown because. The early markets went up about fourteen dollars, and I thought, "Oh dearie me! Here we go. Even if I can get nine or something, I'd be tickled pink." And um, yeah, it's now where I'm looking at sort of five fifty six bucks. So I was mid fours. I think now patience is the way to play. I think I'll get a better price late. And if it is shorter than that, then it might not be the horse for me. Um, mm. But Weapon Sun is just. Uh, since it's gone to Lindsay Smith, it's been a different horse. Mm. Um, last prep, it ran second to Resort Man, a second to Dom to Shoot. It was held up behind that Resort Man race, and it was deep the Dom to Shoot race. This time in, um, it was second to River Rubicon on that really wet track, and last start, it just it did all the work to get to the breeze, um, and yeah, to be beaten just over two lengths. So it was a, a really brave effort. Three back the fence on the back of Mood Swings, who so give a nice kick and uh, multinational. Uh, who again, you, you'd be pretty happy being on its back, I'd suggest. This is, it's a horse that's raced without luck. And I think um, it deserves some. And and for me, I've actually marked it a slight favourite, surprisingly. Um, but that's a bias market. So if I've got it 440 in a bias market, probably not worth taking the six. I think we can probably get seven or eight late, is my thought process. But um, yeah, that's the way I'm going to go. Weapon Sun for me in the last. But I respect a lot of these. Also, very odd placement. E always was mm. in the pres uh, was in the feature, uh, an eighty two rater. Uh, it goes best over the thousand. It was drawn a nice alley in a race with good top end speed, and they've opted to go for this race from a wide gate over the thirteen hundred with big weight in a pretty strong seventy two plus. Like this, to me, that was just twelve. To, he's a twelve dollar pop. He's now. a twelve dollar pop. I, I would have marked him equal favourites or close to it. With comes the time on, on the minimum there, mm. I really would have. I would have given him a massive, massive chance. I, I think that's a a really big error because you get the same penalty if you win either as well. So yeah. I don't know about penalties and the prize money is obviously a little bit more in the in the prior too. So he's a twelve dollar pop here. Uh, I reckon he would have been a five dollar pop. In the feature, mm. I like Weapon Sun as well. Just from the gate, uh, Holly's claim. Um, what's he? She's three three kilos less on the on the seven day spin with the with gate one. Um, Drew eleven, as Terry said, worked across to the breeze last Saturday in the Vane Tempest race. So that's going to tune him right up for this race. And I didn't mind the the first up run of Caragini Aurora. Didn't get a lot of galloping room in the straight. Is a is a going to be twenty dollars plus. Probably going to be Maddie value by the time. Um, It'll be anything by the time. And I I wouldn't be surprised to see her um, figure in the finish here. I thought there was some. She had sixteen and a half the other day. Got bottled up, lacking galloping room, and never really got any flow, any rhythm. Um, Interesting uh, second up of seven days, but her form uh, when her, her form when she's right is uh, is is pretty decent and um, measures up quite well against the main fancies. And this multinational ticks a lot of boxes. He's racing super. This preparation um, gets the map. Mm. Um, you can't really can't really fault him. Defeated Buster Bash who came out and um, and won. Um, all the form around multinational stacks up really well. I can't really go again with mood swings, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a good race. Yeah. But uh, for me, I'm, I'm with you with Weapon Sun, but I'm probably going to be having something on Caragini just in case as well. I think I think she she might be the, the blowout for the whole whole card, actually. So Cool. I like yeah. that. You'll get a far better price yeah. now, I'd suspect, yeah. as well. So, uh, yeah, for me, pretty similar setup. I'll be on or hopefully be on Weapon Sun, um, price dependent, and um, I'll be having something on Kiora Star. Okay. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with our best, our mads, our lays. 
Okay, whips are cracking. We're uh, in the home straight here, and it's our Betfair Best betting propositions for Jolly Beggar Day. Terry, Betfair Best. My Betfair Best. Hux has got one in today as well. He yeah, does. So that, yeah, Paul Huck. Yeah. Shout out to Jeez. a friend What's of the show. For Paul Huckles. Hopefully it runs a race for him. Um, how's the move on 1-1-1 one, one, one before I get into it as mm. well? Today at Northern. I watch back and watch those trials. I think I might have missed something there. Mm. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, my best. We'll go with a feature race, race seven. Uh, I haven't got the number, but comes a time for Mickey Grantham. I'm 220. I reckon we'll always see around three bucks. That's my best as well. Oof. Yep. When we align. Yep. That's a lot of weight for the poor people to carry. <laughs> that's 60 and a half last start. It's got 160 and a half this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to lay. You're passing on your low? I'll pass on my low. Yeah. yeah. You're yep. going to – it's funny. I think we don't like doing them for the sake of them. Mm. We like to lay something heavy in the market, but it is a tough day for mm. it. And I, the, the one that's big under for me is Rejuva King at around the 450. So mm. race five, number 11, Rejuva King, I'll, uh, I'll take on at that price. How did your, your Maddie Multi go last week? What was it? You oh, have like no, a place thing. Nah, no? No, it was Hummaker into No, nah, it went poorly. Regal Magic. Yeah, yeah. I just I just remember. So, oh, the place lay. Uh, no, it was you did something random last year. Yeah, no, I laid right. six of them to place. That's right. I can't remember. Let's <laughs> follow that up. Yeah. Uh my Maddie, I touched on not quite Maddie odds um at the moment, but I'm suspecting we're gonna get just lurking around the Betfair exchange, betfair.com.au, Caragini Aurora in the get out stakes. If we can get twenty one dollars plus, I'm in. Yep, I'm going to go with a similar mentality and uh, I could find one over 20, but I'm probably not going to back it. But uh, I'll definitely be having something in the last on Kia or Star. Best is 19 at the moment, so we're pretty close. Okay. Yeah, good show, Terry. So I'll throw it to you to take us out. Yeah, well, thanks to uh, to Mac Hall, who uh, you interviewed mm-hmm. earlier. Um, I missed that one, but uh, thanks to Mac. I'm looking forward. I haven't listened to it myself yet, obviously. So looking forward to having a listen. He's, uh, he's making waves. He's got a couple of uh, couple of little um, cheap old stayers who he's getting to uh, to improve, especially yeah. when you can do it off D Morton. That's yeah. a nice little feather in the old cap. Most people it? wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have wasted their time, but Mac is uh, yeah, exactly up for the challenge. Right. <laughs> exactly, right. big Mac. Yeah. And um, thank you, obviously, to, uh, to to Michael Heaton who defeated Mark Olmus uh, in a cracking little edition uh, of our first week of the Friss, the Media Mogul Mastermind, because <laughs> clearly that's the acronym. You can't figure that out yourself. So Michael Heaton is the first man through to the semi-finals. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah. Still, we still haven't actually got complete confermation from Julio that is involved. But uh, it, yeah, the fact that I've announced it is he's he's got no choice now, yeah. does he? So he sort of next week there. it'll be Rooney versus likely uh, Julio Santarelli, the to, Ital- um, Italian stallion, the Italian stallion, yeah. to, uh, or join Michael Heaton in the semi-finals. But uh, big week on the punt. Good luck and good luck. To those that are um, having a go, it's a cool Guardy Cup day. It looks like great days racing, big fields. Um, one one colours. It's been a well. tough year. The one one silk colours will be uh, on show with Eva Lena. So give that one a little cheer home for, uh, I think it might deed it to some degree. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks, it looks a great weekend on the punt. And uh, good luck to the. You cheering for the Dockers? Yeah, I'll be cheering for the Dockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be yeah. for the Dockers. Got enough yeah. people around. I don't want one of those people that's like, oh, I go for the Eagles, so I hate the Dockers. There's, <laughs> there's two types of people. I was speaking to Griff about this the other day. He openly says, yeah, no, I'm one of those people that hates the Dockers. So. <laughs> well, at least you own it. You well, know, my so. uh, my partner is a Dockers member. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, our, uh, our, we're all- we're, Keep it civil at the household. Yeah, we do. I understand. But, um, but uh, yeah, my young bloke, Lockie, actually has been trolling me during the week. He must know that footy final was on because he's been playing the Eagles theme song all week. No, I'm dear. like, mate, 
it's the Eagles are done. So. Yeah, it's not the time. <laughs> it's not the time. <laughs> it's not the time. Might not be the time for a while. And then I, I think you're right there, yeah, Terry. Yeah. So, but uh, no, nah, like, uh, I'll be cheering for the Dolphins for sure. I'll be yeah. taking my dad along as well. So it should be good. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. I'll cool. say hello. Yes. Yeah, I'll be there. So, anyway, until next week on the 1 1. Thank you.